shit. Yo, 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 yo. Welcome back. Welcome back. This is a special episode. It's a crossover episode. I did this with my boy Brendan. I'm all the way from New Hampshire, man. Uh, He's the host of Dad's Worldwide Podcast. And the only reason I'm talking right now is because the music breaks in this episode are all going to be R&B songs with dope hip-hop features. So... I'm, that's the only reason I stopped to, to tell y'all this. Um, I appreciate every single one of you that have been listening and giving me feedback. Um, I hope you guys enjoy this episode. This is a great episode. Um, I enjoyed it a lot. Um, possibly going to do this more than once. Um, but it's a lot of, uh, a lot of gems were dropped on both sides. Uh, also, it's a real contrast. This is the first time, I think. I think this is the second time in 116 episodes that I've had a, a white guest. Hmm. And it's pretty interesting. It's it's a very dope conversation. Hope y'all enjoy the, the convo. I hope you guys enjoy the music breaks. Takes you back a little bit. And um, thanks. Roll up and pull up, man, and do what you do. I'll let you in a few. Oh, was that him? I don't know. How many fingers did he have? I'm sorry, I couldn't get the binoculars out in time. Look, well, let's not stand on ceremony, mate. Let's start the show. Dads Worldwide. Why? The first word in family management, family budgeting, insurance. Bills, food, vacations, research and development, homework, emails, phone calls. Last week we tried to do an oil change and ended up with a new car. Security. Doors are locked. Windows shut. House alarm is set. Fingerless gloves. Dads worldwide. Loyal listeners, possibly you. Welcome to another episode of Dads Worldwide. I'm Brendan. And uh, welcome to another episode of Trio Spill with Will, and uh, I'm Will. <laughs> We're doing a crossover episode. I'm really excited to do this episode. Uh, like what? Yeah, Will and I, uh, Will and I met on Insta. Yeah, <laughs> the new dating app. I know, right? <laughs> We're in love. <laughs> I hurt you. Uh, <laughs> it is <laughs> Romeo and Juliet. Uh, <laughs> I'm not killing myself. Yeah, first. Yeah, first. <laughs> oh, so you do it though. Cool. I mean, cool. if, 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 let's talk about that real quick before we get into it. That's funny to me. That's always intrigued me about that story yeah. because the funny man in me is like, after she commits suicide, maybe yeah. I'm not that in love anymore, and yeah. maybe, maybe I'm like, ah, ah. She was hot, but she was dumb. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Let's think about this for a minute. Straight up. I mean, you saw the egg on my head. I just got knocked out. What are you doing? Straight up. Uh, and yeah. didn't one of them, like, wasn't it, like, fake? Uh, yeah, I don't even remember. I don't even remember Romeo. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think, I think, I think, I think what it was is, like, she drunk some fake poison. 
and yeah. then and then it was like to fool somebody else, and then that motherfucker oh. thought that she was dead, and oh, then he and killed, he himself. killed himself. Oh. And then she woke up and was like, "Oh shit, he's dead." <laughs> like this is exactly why your parents didn't want you fucking with each other. This is. Yeah. <laughs> but go ahead, man. I'm sorry. I'm you know, parents know what's best, right? They know what's best. <laughs> they do. Dads worldwide, motherfucker. Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, so Will is another one of these people who actually. Uh, got our intro right right off so like uh he knew exactly where it came from so um uh, <laughs> if you don't know step brothers you should yeah. probably find the nearest highway and just jump in the traffic <laughs> he said it not me jack for your birthday we thought we'd roll out a once in a lifetime business opportunity happy birthday derek music Prestige worldwide. Why? 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 Prestige worldwide. The first word in entertainment. First word. Management. Financial portfolios. Insurance. Computers. Black leather gloves. Research and development. Putting in the man hours to study the science of what you need. Last week we put liquid paper on a bee. And it died. Security. Security. And. And. Investors? Possibly you. Oh, this is classic. This is We'd like to present the world premiere of Prestige Worldwide's first music video by our first act, Huff and Doback. Roll it. Roll it. Pay close attention, Dad. It's gonna look familiar. This, this is this is perfect. Is that my boat? It is. Doing on my boat, that's my boat. The Nina, oh, the Pinta, oh, the Santa Maria. Oh. I'll do you in the bottom while you're drinking sangria. Nachos, lemon heads, my dad's boat. You won't go down, cause my dick can float. We sail around the world and go port to port. Every time I come, I produce a quart. That is offensive. Cannon, Dale. <laughs> Deadliest catch without the crabs. We're almost out of gas, called the A Rabs. Pull up the anchor, cause we're leaving dry land. Are you ready for some world-class vocalization? Get a partner. Yo, Brennan, break him up a little. Who's steering the boat? Dad, please shut up. Please shut up! I'm playing, guys. It's yeah. it's all jokes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, Will is a father. And Will, how many how many children? I have one 14 year old daughter. Yes. Yeah, well, I've got it, a lot of nieces and nephews. Oh, uh, nice, nice. One uh, one child. I'm we're we're, th- we're in three, and man, woo, man. When yeah. was the last time you just nine. had one? <laughs> oh, <laughs> nine years ago. Oh man! Yeah, well, eight and three quarters, I guess. Yeah, we could definitely talk about that, yeah, man, because yeah, that's right. two different. We're two different dads. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, all right. Well, Will agreed to answer some dad questions, and then he's going to ask some questions of his own. So let's uh, let's start it off. Will, what has been your proudest dad moment? Oh man. Whew. You know what? 
is it okay to get because this is this it seems like a simple uh question but because this just happened recently it's gonna get a little deep no do it well um between you me and our listeners uh, a few months ago actually last year around this time my daughter was dealing with um anxiety and depression and I and excuse that train in the background. It only comes on when I'm trying to record a podcast, I swear. <laughs> but uh, but um, she was dealing with anxiety and depression and we found out that she was cutting herself. Oh, no. So we went through this whole upheaval as a family. We, we kind of we started digging at the roots I, and, and we're you're blaming yourself as a parent. You're, you're trying to figure out how did this happen? Did we do this to our child? Because I'm not with my daughter's mom. She's married. They're happy. He's cool. We're cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but when we decided at the end of last year, well, actually, our daughter came to us and was like, therapy's not working. I think I need to admit myself somewhere. Wow. And that that's not the proudest moment. The pro- that was one of my lowest moments as just like a person, but as she was going through the program and she graduated, she let me know and this was my proudest moment. When she graduated and got out of there, she told me that I was one of the only people that actually tries to understand her and that 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 i'm it's she said it but when i say it it sounds like i'm 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 being arrogant but she said that no 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 like oh i can only imagine the the pride that you well i mean just the emotion emotion oh everything yeah but but she told me she was like dad you're the only reason that i even tried like to to go to the classes and do all that stuff because you made me understand how important family is and that and and how and how how much i she she understands now how much i really love her you know what i mean like we we tell our kids we love them all the time but i think that it's something clicked for her that didn't really click for me when i was her age with my parents it came a little later for me you know what i mean and that that kind of made me feel like whoo when you're when you're iffy on your decisions sometimes you know as a man we gotta we gotta make calls we gotta we gotta we gotta have unpopular opinions sometimes but she let me know like no dad you're you're basically the perfect person to be my dad and i appreciate you and that shit made me i'm still beaming from it it's been months and and that's why every now and then on instagram you'll see me like post her texting me because yeah there's like a sixth sense with me and her um she'll do like when i'm down or i don't feel like i'm in in the mood to talk to people she'll just hit me up out of the blue and be like hey old man smile you know what i'm saying i'll be like "Mm." Yeah, yeah, I'm supposed to be doing this for you, you know. Yeah. But, but, but that was that was it. What about you, man? You got three. Yeah, I, how can I top this? I don't think I can top this. It's I, not even about that because I'm pretty sure it's, it's up there. I know it's not. <laughs> it, 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 uh, oh man. But, but I'm telling that if either one of my kids said that to me, I think I would be like. I'm not crying. You're crying. <laughs> like, I would really go into like I would be like butter at that point. So I, I man, that's awesome. Thank you for sharing that. Um, no worries. I, I, oh man, any time any one of my kids 
are kind to each other or another person. Ah, yes. Because we hammer the golden rule. I hear you. Right? You treat people how you want to be treated. And they forget. I forget. I bet you forget sometimes. We all do. We We all all do. do. Like, it's one of those things that, like, but I, I, we hammer that into them. So anytime they're kind, uh, even to their cousins or, and, you know, anyone, uh, and, and they, and they use their manners. Like, I know that's a ridiculous thing, but saying, you know, saying thank you and please, wow, is like, I'm I'm glad that they do it, and we and so that that really uh, I, that makes me proud. Let me uh, let me tell yeah. you something about that, Brendan, because I don't want you to downplay that, bro. Because that that means just like you said, you're drilling that. That means you guys are nailing that. Because I don't know what the occasion is, but apparently it's fireworks time. Yeah. Why, <laughs> dude? You got a train? Fireworks. <laughs> <laughs> And none of this happened when you texted me and was yeah, like, no, "Hey, no. you ready?" Nothing. It was it was quiet outside. You no, call, you didn't have to call your neighbor and tell him to do it. Like, right? You know. I guess they're celebrating <laughs> us. The, this this episode is a hey, celebration. Bro, I'm about to go on Dad's Worldwide. Yeah. <laughs> Straight up, give me all the give me all the noise, all the obscure noises you can think of on a Tuesday night. Give it to yeah, me. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I really do want you to to really bask in that man because that that is something I, I i believe in building blocks that's something real small and i feel like a lot of people are missing that as adults yeah just treating people like fucking human beings mm-hmm. Re- remember that you don't like to feel like shit so don't yeah. make people feel like shit i feel like and and how old are your kids uh nine seven and two what yeah. <laughs> you're in the middle you're oh, in the yeah. sweet spot of oh, being yeah. a dad man yeah. oh those are all great ages the two-year-old's giving us a run she's she's turning three soon she's uh she's got quite the attitude uh oh. and my first two are boys so <clears throat> she's the yeah. ringleader she's gonna yeah. she's she's yeah. gonna run them she for the rest it. of their lives she owns them already yeah they love her <laughs> so it's, it's pretty hilarious oh yeah. man but i wanted to ask you something Yes. Now you said something earlier before we started recording. You were Uh-oh. like, "Man, my wife, my wife probably wants to kill me by now." But <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, I know she does. <laughs> She's literally said it to me. She's. <laughs> I don't. I, she started putting a knife under her pillow. I don't know. What? <laughs> but can you? One thing that I, I, I want to. Do, do they say big up anymore? Do the youth, do the youth, do the kids say that in the streets right, anymore? Dude, you're asking the wrong person. I'm, I'm still saying like on fleek. <laughs> and none of us should be saying that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Okay. Oh, then, then, oh man. Again, that's, I guess that's kind of night it's going to be. I hope it's, yeah, it's all good. Hope, but, we can um, hear each other. It's all good. We're oh, so good. Grand Alley, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Maybe we can edit it later or something. Yeah. But, uh, but how is it having mm-hmm. your co-parent all the time? Because I don't have mine all the time. We have to. Yeah. It's 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 a little different. So how you know what I'm saying? 
like outside of the kids, yeah. like not even the husband and wife, just coming up with compromises and how you guys are going to raise them. How does that work? Uh, she uses Jedi mind tricks on me a lot, huh. uh, uh, which that women. helps. <laughs> helps now. Uh, women. <laughs> <laughs> so communication's huge, obviously, right? Like knowing exactly what you want, uh, right? And uh, and then also uh, supporting each other in decisions, right? Even if you think maybe they're wrong, like you don't, you don't, mm-hmm. you don't poop on them right in front of the kids, right? Like you, right. Don't, you don't poo poo that, right? Like because that's. You get to uh, you can't divide and conquer. It's just not going to happen. Absolutely. So uh, yeah, I think it's really important to be on the same page. Um, and if you're not on the same page, to get there. Uh, so by by any means. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and it takes work. And, uh, um, she's definitely she's the uh, she's the head of the household. Um, she's taking care of the kids. She's cooking dinner. She's cleaning most of the time. Um, I do what I can around the house, you know, when I can, um, around the yard. But I mean, she does a ton and she homeschools the kids now. So it, like, yeah, she's awesome. So, uh, uh, you know, I'm really lucky that I have, I mean, she supports me. Uh, Like, I'm, I go to work and come back and help out when I, you know, when I get back from work, you know, and, um, so, uh, but I bet that makes you. I, I guess I, I said that wrong. Like I support her really. <laughs> I, I should say that. Like I support her because like I'm, you know, I'm leaving the house. I'm, you know, she's taking care of the kids all day. So and that's a lot of work. It's a ton of work. It sounds um, traditional though. You know, it, it sounds like the it is stay-at-home I mean, mom. Wasn't necessarily planned that way, but uh, that's the way it, it happened. So uh, I love that man. Yeah. I, I I applaud that for real. <laughs> Thank really you. that like uh it's i wanted her to homeschool originally but uh obviously she has to want to do it <laughs> yeah you know this isn't the 20s where i tell the, the woman that she's gonna stay home barefoot pregnant in the kitchen right to do what i tell her to do that's just not the that's not the way anymore thank uh, you for saying that yeah uh so you know i i made it known that i'd, I'd like her at homeschool and she's a teacher like she went to school to be a teacher so i was like yeah this is perfect but she really likes teaching you know, especially her babies. Yeah. So yeah. she, but she didn't want to homeschool. She wanted to go back to work. She wanted them to, you know, go to their own school and her teach at a school and that type of thing. And well, uh, COVID happened and masking happened and a bunch of stuff happened and, um, it was just easier to keep them out and, you know, do what we're doing and, oh, yeah. um, and what she's doing. I'm not doing anything. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so, uh, so we're lucky enough that, that, uh, she's, she's an awesome teacher. So their kids are that's killing it when it comes to academics. So no, no, that's on fleek. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I had to, I had to do it. Yeah. I had to get it out. Yeah. Oh man. You're going to give me props. Yeah. <laughs> Big ups to you. Big ups. <laughs> We still we, raise the roof, because, right? Yeah. You see, we, we can hit them with a whole bunch of eighties and nineties slang. Oh, some some people will know, some people won't. definitely going to turn this podcast. Off. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Speaking of that, man, your Martin episode killed me, man. Don't... I when you were playing, like, when you, you, I'll say, everyone here who is uh, listeners of Dazzle Wide and not necessarily 
either going to be Will, uh, a listener of Will's podcast, because he, you got to go listen to the Martin episode, and you just like you played, you played, and like they talked about the culture and everything, and I was just like, oh my god, I had no idea it was that deep because Martin Lawrence did, you know, like he plays a jackass on the show, you know what I mean? Like, right. so like when you, when when you did this whole like breakdown of, I was like, oh my god, yeah, man. Oh, it was so good. It was really good. I really enjoyed that. I really thank you. Yeah. Thank you, man. Uh, I, I, uh, I, I'll tell you something about that episode. That yeah. episode came from like I get a lot of inspiration from from dark things, things that you know. what I'm saying I, that's what probably the reason why I became a comedian. We'll talk about that later. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, but that came in like, and I had broken up with with my lady. And one of the last things that we kind of did together was uh, she hit me up one day and she was like, let's watch Martin from the very first episode. Let's just start from the beginning. And then we broke up halfway through it. You know what I'm saying? And when when anything like that happens, like I try and not do anything that reminds me of that person or the situation. And it's really just you not watch Martin because if. (laughs) If you feel me, okay. So, so it was, it was just, it was just the time. You know what? I need to do something productive. I can't sit here and 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 want to talk to her. She's the one to help me start my podcast. And oh, wow. I was, you know, I was like, you know what? Even though we're not together, I know we don't hate each other, and I know that she would want me to do something to like lighten up the mood. <clears throat> And it made me really jump back into the show. And I, it, before I even thought about doing that episode, but as I was watching it, I just, because I smoke, I smoke a lot of trees. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, you know what I'm saying? I don't know if that's a dad's worldwide thing. Okay. Dad's worldwide is you do you as long as you ain't hurting nobody. That's exactly that's, that's what dad's worldwide is. Amen. And um, one night I was just watching it and I was like, you know what? There are so many things that martin was trying to tell us without trying to tell us and that and since i i write i write screenplays too that yeah, yeah man I'm, I'm trying to break it and man trying to use all of the talents all of the interests <laughs> you know what i mean but it yeah. made me really like oh yeah uh jerome is a character that makes us laugh but who was jerome in martin's life to make him come up with that character. You don't just sit in a room and be like, ah, aha, I've got this character. No, yeah. you had to know somebody, somebody yeah. talked to you. So I started really looking at the show and, and it was just, it, it was, it was just Martin and Gina's relationship is kind of the way we all want our relationships to go. You want somebody you want to joke with, but yeah. Martin did represent a lot of toxic masculinity and i feel like that's what he was trying to expose because if you noticed and i said this on the episode every episode is him doing something stupid just like yeah. you said, he's a jackass <laughs> yeah 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 but it, but the only person that can get through to him and you can relate to this is a jedi mind trick yeah from his lady. <laughs> yeah yeah well that's what they like to me though it's not toxic that's not toxic in a way like that's just him being you know stupid and her like reeling him in you know what i mean uh, like, like yes. to me to me that's uh like like 
like I have a bunch of entrepreneurial ideas, right? Like they're and they're stupid. Like they're really stupid. <laughs> I gotta hear some. I, yeah, gotta yeah, hear like, some. I was gonna do a taco truck or like a car wash in this one place, and like my my wife just like she just needs to look at me and go, You're an idiot. <laughs> and I'm like, Yeah, you're right. Probably not a good idea. You know? Like I, I'm gonna open up a taco truck in like the middle of a uh, a town that has like 400 occupants, like a population <laughs> like 400 people talking about a limited you know audience. Like not a good idea, right? Right. Like, so you know, so it's like that that kind of stuff. Like you just do stupid things and then you know she reeled it in because anytime like I feel like Martin tried to do like that toxic like yo I'm the man in this relationship. She always was like oh yeah <laughs> yeah exactly. you want to talk about that exactly. yeah yeah and that kind of speaks to us as a society like on a on a more serious deeper level like as far as women go anything that a man does is considered toxic but like you said sometimes it's just us yeah. being being like unaware we don't we're not aware that that offends because we spend our time with men all day and well, we, I gotta, well, this this brings up another, maybe we we strayed from the question, but like I gotta <laughs> ask you this, like go ahead. So it's like a everyone, uh, well, not everyone, but people complain that it's a patriarchal society, right? Like that men like rule the world. Like I know more men that are scared of their wives than aren't. You know what I mean? Like yes. so to me, like I don't see that. Like I don't see that society as far as like I mean, I guess there's more men in like powers of you know positions of power i guess you could say that that but really those people i bet you if you went to their house their their wife runs that household you know what i absolutely. mean absolutely absolutely it's the only way bills get paid and kids yeah. get taken care of you <laughs> know what i'm saying yeah 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 all right go ahead go ahead go no, ahead let's dig into more questions we can keep going let's go let's go all right all right it's a zombie apocalypse where are you going what are you using as a tool mm. This is a great question. I don't know yeah. how many people would think that. Yeah, we actually... is in Florida, and people eat people's faces in you know, Florida. We got, we got seen, Florida man. You know what I mean? Yeah, dude. You have a lot of zombies down there. And I love, love, love The Walking Dead. I, uh, yeah. I, I literally think about these things. Okay, so you said it was three. It was three parts. So it's no, where, no, no, zombie apocalypse. Where are you going? I'm... What tool do you use? Okay, where am I going? Mm. I don't know what the first thing I have to do is if we're in real time and it's happening right now, I got to gather my neighbors that have resources. There you go. <laughs> and, and, and I have to and I have to talk to them. I can't be a Rick Grimes and I can't be Negan. I have to be like a medium between them and understand, let them understand, Hey guys, this has nothing to do with the zombies. This is all, this is all psychological because we're going to turn on each other. Yeah. You know, and what would I use for a tool? Yeah. What's your zombie killer tool? Because I was in the military and I, and I love, love hand to hand and bullets run out. I think I would have, Something similar to Lucille. Because mm, interesting. Yeah. Something that can can if that's if they're walking dead zombies and not World War Z zombies, the Brad Pitt zombies. You know what movie yeah, I'm talking about? As hell, yeah. Like the twenty eight days later zombies. Oh, like they, like they can run and shit. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Then, then then I need a you then need I need a AR fifteen. <laughs> you need a gun. 
Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. uh but yeah, I think that's I think that's what I'm using. And I'm and and my kid my kid would have would would handle the 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 firepower. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> All right. What made you? What made you think of that? Because I, because where would you go? Ooh, let's see. Um, let's see. You always go to the cabin. I mean, or, it doesn't matter where the cabin is. You just go to the cabin. The cabin. Right? <laughs> go to the cabin. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, <laughs> what the hell? And then, um, like, oh man, like, you know, now that you said Lucille, like, I'm like, I don't know if I have enough AR rounds that would last me an apocalypse, you know? Like, I've got enough that I could batten down the hatches for quite a while, but, oh, man. And right. These assholes keep up in the price of ammo. Um, so, yeah, you, I mean. <laughs> See, I, we're still thinking, we're still yeah. thinking like that. And I think you need that. Keep talking. I want to hear yeah, this. Yeah. Well, I think I'm going to get a reloading kit after this. But then um, I'm going to, I'm going to go with uh, a Katana blade. Because you can reach oh. them. Like, that's a sharp MF, right? Like you, like that's. So you're Michonne. You're gonna, yeah, you're gonna take heads off with that. So. You're Michonne, uh, okay. Yeah. Why did we both pick uh, weapons that were used on Walking Dead? Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> that was the most gangster. Like, unless you don't know how to use it. Yeah. You know the what I'm saying? Oh, I'll probably chop off a foot, but I feel like I can still survive. <laughs> I need a tourniquet. Do that. <laughs> Get me the wheelchair. <laughs> you don't. I'd be, oh, be so dead. <laughs> next uh, question, though. Next, yeah. question, next question. Okay. All right. Um, oh man. So this is a tough one. I don't know anything about I about your your past. So what was the most important thing your dad passed on to you? So I hope oh. you. I don't know your history, so that's cool. That's cool, and you know that it's I'm getting dangerous. Ready to... it, well, it's a dangerous question asking some people that. I've had some people be like, "I didn't know my dad." Oh. Or I had one guy tell me his dad was murdered, so I didn't know. Him. Damn, I'm sorry. I'm not supposed to laugh at that, but yeah, see, yeah, yeah. That, that would have made me laugh in the interview. I would have been like, "Ah, oh, I should have did some research." <laughs> yeah. I'm an idiot. <laughs> yeah, you can be wrong if you don't want to answer it. So no, man. Um, and and j be ready because I'm gonna redirect it to you. Yeah. Um, this is, this is definitely, you're asking good questions, dog, because my hundredth episode a few months back, um, I talked to like five people in my life and asked them basically, what about me made them fuck with me? Like, whether, why, why are they my <laughs> friends? Like, you know what I'm saying? And, and I, yeah. and I was talking to my dad and actually I'm lying. I asked my mom if she would do a segment that yeah. I can add to the show. And she was like, you don't want me on your podcast because what? I might embarrass you. Yeah, that's what I said. I was like, well, then that's that's, that's a, a no. I can delete it. <laughs> right, right. And why would you automatically want to down me <laughs> on my podcast? Like, yeah, thanks, mom. Shit on me, mom. And and my dad, he ended up um and this this kind of this meant a lot to me because this is he got out this is after he got out of the hospital yeah i mean right before he went in the hospital and um because because uh, he had a heart condition he's still here thank god yeah but um we talked i already had like an hour and a half i only needed 15 minutes from him he gave me like an hour and a half but i think the the biggest thing that and, and it's nothing he said the biggest thing my pops has shown me 
Give me one second. Let me ignore that call. <laughs> um, the biggest thing is the biggest part of being a man <clears throat> is adapting and and always being always being in a position to help, even if you don't want to help. Because my dad is that wow. go-to guy. Yeah. In our family, like we got a huge family, you know what I'm saying? And just today we had a talk like my aunt needs help and my dad had to make the call. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the kind of dude I want to be. That's the kind of dad I want to be. Like he was always there. So I think the biggest thing that I, I picked up from my dad is that a man, no matter how he feels, has to solve problems. I like it. What about you, though? I like that, y'all. I like that. Yeah, like, I like that, y'all. I like that, like that. I like that.
so hard work and perseverance. Ah, uh, yes. My my father is probably one of the hardest working guys I know. Uh, he just he never stopped. Um, and I think it was a good and bad thing, honestly, to <laughs> be completely upfront. Uh, I feel like sometimes he chose work over us. And maybe mm. I, I, and I don't know if I feel that way righteously. You know what I mean? I feel you. Um, I, I, I can't say for sure because I don't, I don't have a great memory when it comes to like being a kid and stuff like that. But that's how I felt at the time. So, um, and, but also like that, that, uh, yeah, that work ethic. Yeah. You know, just being the best at your job, knowing your job and shining at your job like uh he was good at it he was really good at it uh and so it, it uh that kind of showed me it, it he did not have a glorious job like he was a he was like the vice president or a manager at like a furniture store like so it was like not a glorious job but he like but he made that job like he just he just made that job it, he made it his job like they were just like I don't know how to put it. Like it was him. Like he just, you know, like he made that job his bitch. Like he was just like, he, you know, so he was good at, he was great at it. And, uh, he made that store run. Uh, That's and, dope. You know, and when he got sick and left, like that store went bankrupt, <laughs> man, he <laughs> so, was the glue. He was the glue. Go, man. So like, there you go. Like, yeah, three years did, later. Did you done. see, did you see like how, how like from, from that business, after he left, after it failed, did you see basically how important he was and why your family stuck stuck together? So, unless I just my, did what you did and I didn't do no research. No, no, no. It's all good. My dad passed away uh, a couple years ago. Oh man, I'm sorry. Uh, to hear that. No, it's it's good. Yeah, thank you. It it happens, right? Like right. he got sick and like uh, you know surgeries. He had brain cancer, so he was doing all kind of uh, like treatments and stuff like that. And he was still working. And I kept trying to get him to like not work, right? <laughs> you know, and and he wasn't where he was at like when you know obviously before surgery and stuff like that. But he was still pretty good. You know, he could still you know he could mm -hmm. still manage. He could still sell some furniture and stuff like that. And uh. But uh, still had his faculties about him. Yeah, he still, yeah. We, I mean, man, we were lucky. Like they tell you, like once diagnosis within two years, most people pass away, and we had him for like four. So, so yeah, we it was awesome. We were really lucky. Uh, um, so, um, like I, so I worked at that store when I was a kid, so I saw my dad in action, so I knew exactly what was going on. Um, hmm. you know, hmm. so. Uh, I, I knew exactly who was running that place and uh, because the owner was always going on vacation and the other, the other guy that was supposed to be helping run the store was never there either. <laughs> so, what? you know, like I saw my dad run the place. So like it was, it was easy to see who was uh, making them money. So, mm -hmm. you know, it, uh, but you know, that, that taught me how to be, you know, especially at work. So uh, um, I'm, I'm proud of that fact. Uh, but I also am not, I'm, I choose my children every time. Um, I'm not going to miss a ball game. I'm not going to miss right uh, meet uh, whatever whatever they choose to do. I'm going to it. I don't care. <laughs> you I'm, know what? They can fire me. I don't care. Like I work is 
is is secondary tertiary i mean it's like it's way down the line when it comes to my life um i i'll i'll sweep floors and uh, mop floors at mcdonald's if i have to i don't like it like i just i want to be i want to be home you know what i think that's another thing ironically on the back end that he taught you Oh yeah, for sure. Even even though he wasn't there to, he wasn't always there as much as you guys liked. But you know he wanted to be. So the thing is, like I I know he hated that job. Hmm. (laughs) Like I'm pretty sure he. he, So okay, so I think he liked the job, um, and but there's you know I think I think people sometimes always hate their job, whether they love it. You know, ninety nine percent of the time, there is that one percent of the time where you can't stand it. Exactly. You know what I mean. And so there was a lot of times for him. I mean, he was there for a long time, like thirty or forty or something like that. It was ridiculous. Like he, he was there for a long time. So like, it's not like you know, like of course you're gonna have your bad times. So I think sometimes he really, really disliked being there. Uh, but um, he, you know, and and I'm not like I, I feel like I'm portraying him as like being a, a dickhead. But no, like, no, not at all, not at all. He, he, he just like you see it. Yeah, yeah, he didn't always choose work over us. Like, that, like he he went to ball games and stuff like that. But sometimes, you know, it was just like he was like, no, no, that's work time, you know, and that type of thing. So, um, I I wish he had taken more time with us, but I he also gave us a great life. So there's no arguments there, you know. So, See, and that's uh, the trade off. Like, yeah, I mean, and some, you know, maybe he had to do it. Like, I don't know all the circumstances, and maybe I'm just being a little bitch. Like when I'm like, <laughs> you know? no, man. See, and, and, and you know what? You sound like me. Like you, like you've had this conversation with yourself a oh, lot of times, time. like all the time. I feel guilty about it. Like I feel guilty, legitimately guilty. And, and and I think that that's what you have to do to be like, because I have these talks all the time with the other parents, my, you know what I'm saying, my friends in my life, where it's like all of us are trying to give our kids, even our parents did this. Yeah. We're trying oh. to be better than our parents were. We're, and, and I don't think that's you shitting. I don't think that's us shitting on our parents. I think that that is, that's us realizing, oh, okay, they didn't have a manual for this either. Oh, no, definitely and, not. And they, and they still, we still turned out pretty good. So if I can tweak these things then that's one thing that you will never compromise and your three kids will always benefit from that because you feel like you didn't always have it so in a sense ironically he taught you that because i'm pretty sure just like you said he wanted to but you just like just like you, you you literally just said it the guy that owns the store he's never there the other guy's supposed to be helping he's never there yeah. you know what i'm saying yeah. So it's like if I don't go, do. yeah. Right. Yeah. And if I don't go to work, guys, like I can love y'all I won't, but your mom's gonna be asking where the food's at. You guys yeah. are gonna be losing weight. They're gonna try and come take you guys from us and then <laughs> you know, and I have to stop locking you in the closet. Wait, what? Right, right, right. <laughs> no, so, like, yeah, so the, <laughs> you nuts, man. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, and uh, yeah, I mean I play that over my head all the time, but I think also back to you know, that time where like, uh, like we're talking right now, like this conversation is not being had and it's not being had in a public setting, right? Like we're talking emotions, we're talking feelings, we're talking, you know, like all of this stuff. And this is not, that's not happening 20 years ago, 30 years ago. Like that's just not happening. You're right. You know, men were like, you know, I don't steal cages. Yeah. I never saw my dad cry. Huh? 
and 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 who's i'm sure he did like i mean he's not an emotionless you know but i'm like he probably did it behind closed doors exactly and i only saw mine i only saw mine cry once and 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 man that's that's a story in itself i won't tell it i won't tell the whole thing but i can i but i remember because i had to be like well my little brother was probably two or four years apart so i was about six and um i don't know what happened like I even said it the other day on Instagram, like see, seeing my parents pray and read their Bible and stuff together. You know what I'm saying? I'd be like, man, I, there was a time where we wished y'all got a divorce because y'all would fight about everything. <laughs> but but you finally figured it out. But it oh, was, yeah. I think my mom, I don't know what he did, but all I know is that we were going to grandma's house. And that was the only time that I saw my dad cry. You know wow. what I'm saying? And we were back within two weeks. I don't know what he had to do, but uh, but he did it. And um, and can I tell you, can I tell you a quick story about my parents? Yeah. Of course. yeah. I was uh talking to my mom a few years back, and because they're getting older, I like to pick their brains and just and just wanna just in case there's stuff they want to tell me that they don't think I want to hear. But I asked them about stuff and I asked my mom. Uh, how they how 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 did y'all end up together? And she didn't really tell me how they met, but she did tell me that when she was pregnant with me, uh, my dad used to, you know, do illegal stuff. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And uh, he was getting ready to do that with one of his cousins. He was gonna run the run to Georgia and come back. And my mom told him, "You can go." <laughs> And this is while she's pregnant with her first child. Oh, Jesus. She's like, but if you go, when you come back, I'm not going to be here. And I have a dad, which means that he didn't go. Wow. You know what I mean? And little stuff like that is is what makes me want to be the dopest dad that I can be. No matter what the situation is with me and my daughter's mom, as long as she knows that I'm not going anywhere. Yeah, I'm cool. You know what I mean? My bad. I'm being long winded, man. No, it's okay. I mean, like co-parenting is I mean, that's an episode in itself. And right. it's hard. I, I can't imagine. Um, I've only met a few couples that actually are uh, completely simpatico, you know, like they are just like on point like they're, just, you know, uh, like I was at a at a friend's house. And this guy was like, hey, my name's well, I forget what his name was, but he was like, hey, yeah. and I'm like, oh, okay. Like, how do you know the how do you know uh these people and he's like oh that's my ex-wife mm-hmm. i'm like oh that's awkward yeah yeah <laughs> like but if you're cool with it i'm cool with it. like right. I don't, you know like it's just but they had a son together and you know so he he was the oldest you know that son was the oldest one in the house and they had and then and then the new husband and wife had you know a couple girls and they were all like really good friends um and it it's- was I don't know why it was so awkward for me. Like I felt really awkward. It's the like, I think it's the structure that you grew up with and the and what you have at home yourself. You can't imagine it working. Yeah. Well, that in like society tells you that uh that moms and dads fight like when they get divorced. Right? Right, right, like, right. All the, right. Movie, all the movies, all the everything you consume, this is what this is what happens. Like, oh no, that we hate each other. Like exactly you know and uh so like i don't know so it was so re- 
and like it didn't matter to me like but it was just weird, <laughs> it was weird. yeah it was weird it was weird yeah. for us I, i'm i'm my daughter was like four or five years old and asked me because her mom has this has she's 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 a dope ass person but she's got this job where she's she's always relocating oh geez but when my daughter was young young five six years old she was like I, she told me it was one time they had an event at school and they lived in North Carolina at the time. And I was still in Florida. Wow. And, and she, when she came home that, that Christmas, she just asked me, she was like, why can't you come? Why you can't come to school when, when it's, you know what I'm saying? She didn't. And I had to have that conversation with her at a young age, yeah. um, which I kind of appreciate it, it was awkward at the time, but we had to explain to her, like she was thinking, until she saw a bunch of moms and dads together, she thought yeah. we were a regular family. And yeah. Now, <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? She thought yep. that the divided family was a regular family. And I had to explain to her what happened with me and mom without bad mouthing mom and 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 just getting her to understand, like, hey, you still have your mom and dad. You just you you just be dad just doesn't live there. And if dad lived there, I'd be there. You know what I mean? But but that was that was awkward at first. And it took a lot of the adults just getting over themselves. You know, um, yeah. I, I know that me especially because um, once you don't get what you want, it's easy to start pointing fingers and and oh, being and, angry. And yeah, yeah. and, and, and it can. Yeah. Exactly. And it can turn into just like what you said, nothing but fights, because it took it took me and uh, Lachelle, uh, uh, my daughter's mom. It took us the bigger part of the first seven years of her life to understand that no matter what happens between us, she's going to depend on both of us. She yeah. loves both of us. She, and we had to kind of, I had to bite my tongue a little more. Mm -hmm. uh, she had to and she had to communicate a little bit more. And now, especially after what I told you at the beginning of the episode with this whole depression thing, we've really had to be cohesive. Oh, yeah. Come together and really. Yeah, man. And pick out and 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 really take roles seriously. So how was your first meeting with the new hubby? That surprisingly went good. The yeah. one before him. I wanted to strangle him. <laughs> but, like, really? Yeah, man. But with with this guy, yeah. uh, he is he's everything that I feel I wasn't for her. You know what I'm Michelle. saying? Yes. Yeah. And, okay. All right, all right. And and we had we had the talk. We and thank God, like that he smokes because uh we, <laughs> that helps. and 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 what's crazy is that he's white he's irish man get so, out of here yeah man so it was like you're related I, to bill burr kind of right. you know what i mean and, and, and i realized that <laughs> we had more in common number one than i wanted to admit yeah um he he loves basketball and stuff so i think that was our first initial common ground and mm -hmm. and i had to talk with him and once he the, the the talk for for the listeners you guys that aren't 
necessarily parents. Um, if you have another person come into your your co-parent's life, I think every man has to have that talk about who I am to my daughter and who you are to her mother. You are not her dad. I am not her boyfriend, husband. You know, I have yeah. to, there's some things, we basically have to share these people. Yeah. And we I have to agree on boundaries, right? Like you're perfect. Yeah. That's the perfect way to put it. Um, and uh, when I talked to Brian, he was, he, I kind of felt like he was intimidated a little bit because he didn't want to have the conversation, but I had to make him comfortable. Like, look, man, you're doing number one, something that I wasn't equipped to do, you know, you, and you made an honest woman out of her. You, you married her and you've shown my daughter nothing but love. I trust you. As long as nothing happens to her, I'm fine. That doesn't mean I want you to just beat up on her mom, but you're not that kind of guy. You know what I'm saying? As long as you love them, I'm fine. I'm fine with you loving my daughter. As long as you understand that I, even though we didn't work, I still love her mom. It's just a different type of love now. So now whenever they come in town, cause they don't, they live, uh, they probably live like three hours away now. Okay. Um, they're back, they're back home for the most part. But every time they come here, uh, they stay with my parents. Like her, my daughter's mom has a great relationship with my parents. It's like, oh, awesome. Yeah. You know what I mean? So whenever she comes, he's welcome. And we, they have to break us up. You know what I'm saying? Me and her husband. Right. Right. And I think that for a while, it was awkward for Lachelle. Because I don't think she anticipated that. Because I'm such a shoot from the hip. I can be very brash. Yeah. You know, I you know, it, but I think that that helped with me and hers communication as well like she sees that hey man i'm not i'm not trying to ruin ruin that the easy the, the when you're happy the easier it is for me to deal with you when it comes to our daughter you know so it, it took a lot of uh humbling myself though i'm not gonna sit here and be like oh from day one i was cool with it because no i wasn't well if i put myself in brian's shoes i think that's an awkward conversation to have yeah um it, it's an important one but like if i'm in his shoes like i understand like yeah yeah that's got to be tough i i just i don't even know how to put it like that's got to be tough like to to i mean and i'm glad that he's caring and he's loving uh with your daughter and he obviously loves lachelle so but but like having that conversation with you has to be somewhat intimidating yeah um, and and you know what and i mean to cut you off no, no. um I also had to have a talk with my daughter. Yeah. Because she, you know, kids, man. Oh, yeah. She, hey, my and, dad. <laughs> right, right. And I and I had to explain to her, like, look, when I'm not around, I need you to look at him as if he's an extension of me. He's He's not... If he loves mom, he knows that y'all come as a package deal. Your mom's only mm-hmm. kid. So he's going to love you too. I know you're not going to, you don't like everything that I tell you, yeah. but, but you, but you listen to me. So I want you to do the same thing with him. And then, and then if you don't, if you don't just talk to me about it, 
if if he does anything that you don't like, talk to me and then let me handle it. But don't disrespect him yeah, because, <laughs> yeah. yeah, because yeah. it'll be too easy. And then if I was that dick, I'd be like, I'd tell you, yeah, he ain't your daddy. Why don't you? Yeah, you, yeah. you make sure you let him know that every time he could. No, nah, man. No, nah, that's you want to have peace yeah. in your household, in your family, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's not good for anyone to have that. To, yeah. That whole for dynamic for real, bro. Yeah. Man, we got we, we got kind of deep. Yeah, we like we like got off way off uh topic. We've got like three questions in here. All right, listen, this is an easy one. This is gonna be quick. All right, uh, toilet toilet paper over or under <laughs> under because I mean I feel like you're a sociopath if well wait a second here. Let's just be clear about what you're saying. Okay, okay, paper goes. Okay, over or under? Like over, like it's coming at you, or under, like you have to go reach underneath. The oh road. no, then I'm the opposite. I'm the opposite. Okay, okay. okay. I thought I was gonna have to end this interview. Oh man, I'm so glad. I'm so glad you made that clarification because <laughs> I was just like, what the hell did he just say? To me? Right, because what if you pull too much? All you have to do is just bloop, and it rolls itself up. But if you do it the other way, you're—it's like I don't know. I don't know what the equivalent to that would be. Um, so my my seventh grade uh, or eighth grade—I don't remember—but Filto, Mrs. Filto, she was my science teacher. She was fantastic. She was she was one of those teachers that like she just she just loved science. Word. She was so excited to teach science, like it blew my mind. Like how much. And she was like one of those crazy, like you would like, oh, this is like the crazy cat lady or something like that, right? Like, <laughs> and I don't know. Like, maybe she was, maybe she wasn't. I don't know. But she was an awesome teacher and she was uh, just excited about what she was teaching, which you can tell, right? Like, it, it flowed through her. Well, she used to talk about her one armed husband. And then if she put the toilet paper oh, under and not over, he would get really mad because he couldn't, he couldn't like stop the roll if she went under because it would just keep going. <laughs> That's nuts, though. That's <laughs> crazy. Oh my crazy. god! So yeah, I over is the only way to go. I'm pretty sure there's specifications online. If you look it up, uh, <laughs> it, it is a, a thing. Um, so I'm glad you I'm glad you changed your answer. That was thank you, thank you for giving me a clarification because really, really hate I would have hated to get uh, canned on my first attempt. Yeah, right. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. We had some uh, communication issues. Yeah, Will's gone. He's done. Yeah. <laughs> He's uh, a piece of trash because yeah, yeah. Of, you ask about toilet that? paper. Just ask him about toilet paper and you'll see what I saw. <laughs> uh, oh, all right. Man. All right. So we got two more questions. Let's uh what is one thing that you hope your kid learns from you? Oh man. We kind of just talked about it the other day. Decision making. I, I talked to her. I want her to understand that as she gets older, she's going to have to make decisions and that she's going to have to be okay with whatever the outcome is because people on the outside, even her parents sometimes, are never going to let her live down a bad one. People are always going to focus mm -hmm. on your mistakes. People are always going to remember your last bad decision. You could have made a hundred good ones, but they're always going to try and remind you of those bad ones. So when you make decisions, 
You're going to have to make sure that you thought it all the way out and that you can live with whatever the outcome is, because as you get older, you don't want people to be able to talk you out of your own greatness. I'm focused, man. Tell Stout to holler at me, man. Young Hova, you hurt? Track master, you hurt? Yeah. Yes, y'allin', Jigga man be ballin', leave chicks pigeon toes, some of them be crawlin', get the best of you whenever I put my all in, have mommies callin' for the Lord, darlin', Jigga and Paulin', ass drop, coops with half the top, expose half my knot, nigga mad when I brag about the cash I got, but I'm used to not having a lot, I'm from the gutter and uh, I ain't the type to ever chase your box, I'm the type to interior decorate the watch, I'm the type to sling, heavyweight on the block, in every state like clock, work jiggas to hurt, holla. Your lips are telling me yes, while you're kissing on my neck, making me feel so, should I stay, should I go? Since I was six, uh, high school, the crossover, wave the way kicks. Music is the same shit, gave away hits. So, my get it together or forget it forever. When I go at you hard, I can get it through leather. You act like Jigger can get it, whoever talking, you got a man. Okay, my and it's because your decision making is you, you know. I can, because yeah. I, I, I lived a, a lot of my life trying to make decisions to keep other people happy and i was yeah. miserable worse yeah you know and and even like and i think that she was old enough to um come up with it because like i kind of touched on uh when she was going through this depression thing there was a there was a day where she called me crying and my baby said daddy i want to be here but i don't want to be here and this is a 14 year old telling me this and i had a talk with her and maybe like three weeks later she was fine but for like three weeks she was fine and it came rushing back and she called me again and she was like i need you to talk to mommy i was like what do you mean she was like 
I'm trying to do everything that these therapists are telling me to do, and it's not working. I can't get rid of the thoughts, and she does not want to. She doesn't want to admit me anywhere, and I, and I was like, ah, it's uncomfortable. But I had to talk to her mom, and me and her mom had to have a conversation, and we basically were like, okay, we're gonna have to admit her because if we don't, and she really hurts herself. We'll never be able to live down the fact that she came to us. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? We didn't want to do it, but we did it. And and that made me realize, like, you know what? My daughter's a little bit more mature than we're giving her credit for. Like, she's a kid, but she's she understands herself, you know? And that I'm kind really, of... I'm really happy that she was asking for help straight up we are too i mean she i can't i can't oh man i can't even imagine what you guys went through and but i mean the 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 thought the forethought that she had that to say like no i need to be admitted like i i i I can't be you know what i mean like i yeah you're i think you're dead on like she's way mature more mature and i told her i i told her this i was like man because think about this brendan when we were that age we couldn't no matter how we felt we couldn't go to our parents and be like hey i'm depressed yeah We we didn't even know that we were the way we were feeling was normal yeah. or abnormal. We were just told to, Hey, you got to get up and go to school. Yeah. You you got to go, you got to do what you have to do. And I think that's why we have a lot of not, not to downplay it or just make it a joke, but that's why we have psychopaths because you know what I'm saying? We have rapists, pedophiles because their childhood was fucked up. They didn't yeah. they didn't really know how to navigate it and the people that were there to help them didn't really help them because they got their own issues that they were probably holding on to since they were kids and they're in the whole cycle. You know what I mean? Yeah. So toxic stress for kids, man, and like it just it haunts them for the rest of their life if they have straight it for up. too long a time and um like but like we we were talking before like the you know Dads didn't cry. Dads didn't talk about their feelings. And this goes with um, a guy I had on the show. His name's Rob Kinney. He, he, uh, Dad, how do I? The YouTube channel. He, huh. he, he, his mom went to a therapist and she had, she was, she was drinking a lot. She was depressed. And the therapist told her to go buy a hat. Wow. Can you imagine that? This is what I'm paying you all this money for, you son yeah, of a bitch. Yeah, but that, I mean, but that was in the '70s, right? Like, okay. So, so how how far have we come in 50 years? Right, and now it's almost like I think Bill Burr said this. It's like you have you run the risk of over correcting where it's like oh yeah 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 for sure you coddling the society <laughs> yeah. right yeah. right and and that's why I uh and I think that's kind of why I took took so much pride in her telling me that I understand her because I had to tell her like while she was there I was like this is on you you wanted you told us you wanted to be admitted we admitted you now you have to do the work yeah you have to do the work if these people are telling you that that this works this is the formula you can't you can't buck against that and then come home and then do the same thing you you have to do the work now if you wouldn't maybe you'd have an excuse but you came to us we're not we're not we didn't make this yeah happen yeah. for you you know what i mean we didn't want you to go 
because and I know your mom hated it because I've been without you your long periods of time. But that month and a half, two months that killed your mom. You know what I'm saying? Not even to make you feel bad, but we want you to come home. The faster you get through the process, the faster you get home. Yeah. But if you but if you go in there and you bullshit and you don't talk to the therapy, I mean, to the therapist and you don't tell them how you really feel, they're not going to be able to help you, baby. And then when you come home, you don't talk to us like that. What's going to happen? And I think that she started to really see it. And she she accelerated herself, man. She was home before we even thought she would wow. be home, you know. But uh, but it was definitely dog. That was that's a good question because I that's a lot of self checking. It's a lot of asking myself, is am I? And maybe you've done this already with your kids. If not, it's probably coming. Is is what I'm telling them, and what am I telling my kids? Is it really about helping them, or is this about an insecurity or an embarrassment that I have? That I, you know, what I'm saying, is this, oh, yeah. is yeah. this something in me? Because if I'm, if I'm honest, if it was up to me and her mom, our insecurities would have overlooked her real issue, and we wouldn't have helped her. Yeah, she wouldn't talk to us now. She would just look at us like the rest of these, you know, and, and just, just kind of the way you look yeah. at adults as a teenager, like, oh, these assholes—they don't understand us. They don't, yeah. they don't care. I asked you for help, and you didn't help me. Period. Yep. And and that's a bad place to be as a parent because yeah. you you lost them. They don't. Do you lost that trust, and then how do you get that back? It's tough, man. Anytime you've, anytime anyone's betrayed you, how often have you given that trust back right away? You know. You know, and if you're not asking yourself those questions as a parent, as a dad, I I don't think that you can effectively run a household or be a good father because it's always going to come down. Like, I love movies that like um, like Ricky Bobby. (laughs) (laughs) You ain't first, you're last. (laughs) Right. And that stuck with him for the rest of his life. You know what I'm saying? It took him getting in that car with that mountain lion <laughs> to beat something that his dad yeah. told him, but the only person that could help him fix that was his dad. Oh, yeah, and his dad. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? It, 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 well, if you don't chew big red, fuck you. <laughs> I'm so sorry. All those commercials they were doing. Oh, it was so funny. <laughs> Shout out to Will Ferrell and John C. Riley for yeah, giving us some guy. of the oh, yeah. oh man, go yeah. ahead though, man, because I I feel like every question you ask is supposed yeah, to be like good. no, uh, it, it, uh, like I think that's huge, like uh, decision making. Like I've I've been asking this all along. Like, how do you teach a kid critical thinking skills? Because like I feel uh, that in all of my public schooling and all you know growing up. I don't feel like I critically thought about a lot of stuff. We didn't. Um, it took me until I was about like 30 where I was like. All the what? outcomes, all like, the what? possibilities. Like, this, is good. this is what's going to happen. Like, and I'm, and then I became politically aware and then, oh, like, oh my God. Like that ruins everything. 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 It like you're then you're like oh well i'm a democrat or i'm a republican and then you realize they're all lying to you and then you then then it blows your mind again you know bro 
what that the is the hell is going on? Like, that is the perfect segue. Yeah. That is the perfect segue to get into that to that gun issue if you wanted to. Because yeah, do, do, do you remember? Do you remember? I'm gonna ask you a question now. All right. Um, because what I tell people is my reality shattered, and I had to kind of put it back together. Do you remember when your reality shattered and you were like, oh, this isn't the what I thought it was at all? Well, reality as far as what? Like, well, as the like way as far as well, like, the way the way things work, the way the world is ran, the way our country is set up, the, all the politics of things that you were just talking about, like, oh, shit, Republicans are Democrats. <laughs> what? They used to be so, Democrats, but now they're re- what? Like, all right. Well, I mean. Keeping it real, son. That's right. The shining star. My shining star, girl. (laughs) Yo, New York in the house. It's Brooklyn in the house. Uptown in the house. Salad, are you in the house? Boogie Down, are you in the house? Sacramento in the house. Atlanta, Georgia, are you in the house? West Coast, are you in the house? Japan, are you in the house? Everybody, are you in the house? Baby, baby, come on, baby, come on, baby, come on.
your pacifiers. Old dirt dog, no liar. Keep the fantasy hot like fire. Jump, jump, jump. Let me see you do the stomp. Girls, let me see you shake your rope. Your brothers, get it from the back and pump. Let's do it, do it, do it. I'm a little bit country. I'm a little bit of rock. I don't stow the soul. Big letters all big and bold. Old dirty bass, dirty bass, blow. Yeah, so this is like it was it was an evolution for me. I it wasn't I don't think it was one like just it, it wasn't just one like instance where I was just like boom, like oh my god, like this just happened. Uh I so I like I would say 29, 30 years old, I was out in the desert patrolling with the United States Border Patrol Word. and I I picked up this Patriot Radio on Sirius XM and and I started listening to conservative talk radio and I was like wow these guys make a lot of sense so I'm like but you know what I I literally did this I said I want to be fair so I I seeked out this Democrat radio like left leaning radio and I listened to them and I'm like well these guys are fools (laughs) So, so I uh so I I figured out where I, I fit. Uh, mm-hmm. So I was like, all right, well, I guess I'm a Republican. Uh, so I, I just, I went with that for quite a while, uh, quite a few years. Mm-hmm. And uh, I forget what it was. I think when the bailout started happening. Oh, like, the real estate and the like stock everything. market. Yeah, like everything. Like uh, I forget. I think I was listening to like Sean Hannity or something like that on the radio, mm-hmm. and he was talking shit about GM, and sh- and then all of a sudden, like he he goes to a commercial break, and it's a GM commercial. Huh. Uh, like, I'm like, uh, I was like, wait a second here. Happened <laughs> <laughs> here, so he kind of like that kind of clicked me to go into a different direction. And, uh, yeah, so I think that probably was like my aha moment where huh. I was like, how old uh, are you now? I'm 43. Okay. So I'm right behind you. I'm 40. I just turned 42. Yeah. Okay. So, well, I'm 43 in October. Sorry. 42. Yeah. We're, 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 we're the same. Just, yeah. yeah. 1980. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm 39, but yeah, 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 yeah. All right. So, so uh, yeah. it's. That is interesting because you basically saw people are full of shit. Like you, you'll say anything. Yeah, I mean, I think I think if you pay attention, like even just a little bit, um, and you don't, uh, you don't go hardcore right, hardcore left. You don't like it, no matter what a Republican exactly. says or no matter what a Democrat says. Like you don't go hardcore. You can like, you can just like uh, again critically think about things, and right. and really break it down. You like. Oh, they're full of shit. You know, they don't really. And then even just look at the history. Like they, every president promises you stuff that they, there, there's no way they can deliver any of it. Like there's literally, you know, one thing is like it's not in their purview. If you look, if you actually read the Constitution, like they can't do it. <laughs> exactly. And then but, two, and then two, like it doesn't matter what they promise you because the Congress has to do most of the work. So like, yes, thank so, you. Like you, you really just. I mean, anyone that if you you just have to pay attention a little bit and read a little bit and 
you know, listen to the news a little bit and, and you can really start to see it crack in front of you. You can, and you have to do something that um, you, you touched on just now in your answer, but a lot of people don't do it. It's you had to go listen to something that you didn't necessarily agree with. Yeah, that's tough. That's to get tough. It, to get a full rounded, a well-rounded perspective, and then you could have your opinion. That's what a lot of people don't really understand about me is that um, when I like even down to the comedy, we start talking. You know what I'm saying? I, I can't just listen and watch black comedians. I have to listen to white comedians too, because you know what I'm saying? Jerry Seinfeld is just as important as a Patrice O'Neill. You know what I mean? Um, Ray Romano, like you gotta, yeah, you gotta listen. Those guys are super successful. Like you not to listen to them. Exactly. And, but you never know until you go listen. And I think for me, when the shift came, it was, um, Maybe two years before my daughter was born, she was born in 07. Me and my daughter's mom, when we were together, we moved to Atlanta. And right before we moved, she bought me the book, Behold a Pale Horse by Bill Cooper. Mm -hmm. And I was already really militant. Um, I always knew, because you remember 1996, uh, they bombed the Olympics in Atlanta. Yes. Yeah, and and they totally like railroaded. Richard Jewell. Yeah. yeah. Have you seen that movie? That's a dope movie. No, I haven't, dude, but they totally hosed that guy. Yeah. And that's, but see, that's what you, when you look at the history, that's what America does. When they don't have the answer, they find a scapegoat. They put it all on them. And, and even down to Michael Vick, things like that. Like Michael Vick's not the only person fighting dogs. You don't think in his, in, in the owner of his team knew that. Like, but they had to, they got to make an example. They have to, You know, so when I read that book, it kind of all the hazy things that I was like, because after they bombed the Olympics in 96, I was like, something's not right. You know what I'm saying? And then were, you, were, I, you, were you hard left or hard right at the time? You know what? To this day, I still don't know what side I was on. To yeah. be honest, all I knew oh, is that is that I loved listening. And that's, this is like 16, 17, 18 years old. My parents thought I had a problem. <laughs> I you know, I would love going back and listening to uh, I would go to the library and just listen to Malcolm X speeches. Uh, I would listen to um, uh, people like Angela Davis, like all those prime uh characters from the 60s and 70s that were invoking change i learned so much i learned that like people talk about how the feds like they surveil people i you know, i didn't know that j edgar hoover had a file on martin luther king but he also had one on john lennon you know what i mean like john lennon was working with a lot of panthers you know what I'm saying? But anything they tell us today, they're going to be like, oh, the Panthers were anti-white. They hated white people. Like, no, they got a lot of help from that community. Though, and, and, and it's it was starting. I was starting to see the uh, what's the, the, the contradictions in what we're told. I started to ask questions at school. And once I started to see my teachers like kind of like uh we'll put a pin in that and come back to that like what no this is <laughs> this is yeah. right yeah. right it's, it's like so so when i when i read the book at 
at 25, it started to put the things together for me that I was looking about the missing pieces because I was I was listening to things like David Icke and, and things on uh, it's a it's a it's a it's a it's a weird word now. But at the time for me, Illuminati and Satanism and, and all these things, I was like, man, how is the world running like this? There's no way that we're just that's when I figured out that we're not electing presidents we're selecting them and then yeah. we're not doing it our vote oh. is just kind of a uh a, a democratic uh it's an exercise yeah, yeah that's yeah. the perfect word it's just and and but but you also see the other side the, the older that we get like no nah, we gotta we have to exercise that right if we do want to see some type of change so there's always been like this this well maybe because if you truly believe that the president is selected and not elected, then it doesn't matter. Right. Right. But, so like but when in, you, go yeah. ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, so, uh, so Lysander Spooner uh, said that way back in the 1800s, like, like, just like 30 years after the constitution was actually uh, ratified, he was just like, he's like, this is defensive voting. You're just hoping you're just voting for people that, because you don't want the other guy. Like, right. This, this isn't a voluntary action. It's always lesser of two evils, and yeah, that's never like, a coincidence. Yeah. So this is nothing new. Like what's happening now is not new. <laughs> like this was right. happening, you know, 20, 30 years after the Constitution. That's exactly. That's why the Second Amendment is in the. That's why it's an amendment. But you know what I learned? I learned at like twenty eight, twenty nine, that amendments are completely separate from laws i didn't even know that I, I you know what i'm saying laws are set in stone amendments can be voted on and changed you know what i mean I yeah think, uh, but you have to have a significant like you have to have a significant amount like i forget what it is but uh it's like two-thirds of the states right change it like so it doesn't happen normally but but prohibition to, happens right so it, it can happen but on my last episode, I was talking about laws versus rights with my with, with one of my homeboys because he told me, and this is unheard of, he caught a weed charge and a gun charge, and he defended himself and beat both cases. And good on him, man. Right, but it was because he had to take his ass to the law library, and he got and he got the full breadth, not just a public defender telling him because that's what he pointed out to me these are the little contradictions about our country i'm talking about where it's like you have to remember that the public defender yeah he's defending you but he still works for the state yeah yeah and if the state he, is he has, no he has no motivation to pr protect you <laughs> right and um and 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 i love i think you're like this too you we love movies oh yeah so do you remember law-abiding citizen oh yeah and all you know what I'm saying and what Jamie Foxx was saying in that movie is basically it's not even about guilty or innocent it's about conviction rates oh yeah it, 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 what is it going to look like oh i can i can vouch for that completely oh yeah tell me oh, that yeah, yeah. tell me about that so i was a border patrol agent for 9 years and um for 3 of those years i think it was 3 years i was a prosecutions agent so i would go to huh. I would go to assistant U.S. attorneys and present cases to them and be like, hey, we caught this guy. He was smuggling three aliens. 
he was going northbound. He blah blah blah. This was the case. This is the time. This is the this is how it was pulled over. This was the agent that did it. Uh, and they were like, "No, we're good." Mm. And they're like, "What?" Like I just did my job. And... Yeah, they're, they're just like, "Yeah, no, no, we're no, we're not going to see that case." Uh, I'm sorry. We I just told you about a smuggling case that happened, and they're like, "No, no, right." Because it's not right. coming. The, the, you know what their biggest thing was? It wasn't coming into the country. They were going out of the country. What? That was like that. That was like their big thing. If it's going northbound to Canada, they didn't care. They didn't. They didn't want a piece of it because because it just didn't. It didn't look good. And then if they and then if you caught someone coming over the border, technically, if you re-entry after removal, it's eight USC thirteen twenty six. It is actually a a felony, right? Oh. So. But unless you've had like three of them, they won't prosecute you. See, and there's always that's because, another thing I learned yeah. being in the military. Yeah, you just want to win. Oh, you're right. There's a loophole. Oh, yeah. There's always a loophole. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And and that's another thing that that as a dad, it's hard to prepare your kids for because it's like just like you said, you 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 teach them golden rule. You want to yeah. treat others the way you want to be treated. But we also know that we live in a world that no one cares. No one cares how you feel. You go to work. Like, uh, I think it was Colin Quinn. Um, I love him, too. Yeah. He's, yeah. Um, on Red Blue, a uh, Red State, Blue State. If you haven't seen that, go check that out. It's on. I think it's on Netflix now. But um, he was saying that we're not even in a democratic society when you're at work. That's totalitarianism. That's a dictatorship. You're not you're not voting if we're going to go on break, you know what I'm saying, or if we're going to get a 30 minute lunch or an out. No, you're either here or you're not. Then when you're at home, it's kind of tribal. It's not. a. You know what I'm saying? It's it, it's it's a, it's a hierarchy. I'm dad, your mom. You guys are the kids. Then when you're then when you're in uh, out in society, it's not it. We're never really Democrats or, or in a Democratic situation until until we're voting everything else it's just like anywhere else you have to conform if you say the wrong thing over here i can treat this person great that does not guarantee that they're going to treat me good it just means nine times out of ten i'm gonna get shitted on Sound full of myself a room but you ain't looking at no other dudes because you love me i'm sorry brother so you think about a chance You find yourself trying to do my dance Maybe because you love me mm. You do well So then we try I figured I'd slow down Because you weren't used to how fast we touched Fast we touched mm. Then we locked eyes And I knew I wasn't there And I was gonna your ass up I know that I'm carrying on, never mind if I'm showing off, I was just front, you know I want you baby, I'm ready to bet it on, unless you don't care at all, but you know I want you, you should stop front baby, trying to be the best girlfriend you could be, still you sneak and look at me, and girl I love it. Tell her you gon' call her ask how it was And she's gon' love it Whoa, whoa Yeah, yeah So then we try I figured I'd slow down 
So sometimes yeah. we call people assholes, but they're assholes because they actually know how the world works. No, you're not going to do that to me. No, you're not going to say this and that to me because yeah. it, and so it's hard to have like a situation where I pissed off a lot of people when when I told them um, you guys are being played with this with this gun with this gun regulation thing and they're like oh you don't think we need regulation like no i didn't say that you didn't even hear what i just said because they are manipulating you with your emotions because they know we all got kids we all go to school oh yeah you know, you know what i'm saying that all go to school and i told my homegirl i was like there's a reason why that didn't happen in new york or chicago or california where there's gang activity and they're using guns they did that in texas where they have the most lenient gun laws and yeah there it happened there was a mass shooting in new york there was there was and, and i think they did oklahoma oklahoma happened after texas but think about the last time you you when's the last time you sat down and was like oh let's talk about gun rights you don't ever talk about that until the media puts that in front of you and oh, yeah and they like they just shove it down your throat every right, you know every right. 15 minutes yeah. and, and the same thing with uh with the racism like when when uh trayvon martin gets killed by this guy george zimmerman yeah. george zimmerman yeah i guess you could say that's white but for years it had a split down the middle when that wasn't even the issue the issue was not black and white the issue was law enforcement so once you have once you can break things down to their simplest form then you can have the conversation but i don't think people's emotions allow them to do that you get caught up in oh man how is this going to affect me this is this is this is this is this is an outrage like it it is but it isn't because you weren't outraged about it until it was brought to your attention until someone shoved it down your throat every 15 minutes yeah right and even like trayvon martin did you see the documentary on that yeah man oh my god the cops like like made up witnesses like it was insane like i don't like uh, 
I was blown away. I had no idea. Like, like that woman that that testified wasn't really his girlfriend. It was like a stand-in for his girlfriend. Yeah, like, it it like, it was, like yeah, they did some really hinky stuff. Think about this, bro. To me, that wasn't even a racial issue. Like that that guy, like like Trayvon, and they kept showing like baby pictures of this kid. Like when right. he was eighteen when it happened, and he was what did they? What he was like six foot four, you know, one hundred eighty pounds. Like he was. It's not like he was a a tiny kid like and he was pounding the hell out of Zimmerman I mean should he have shot him probably not I mean I don't think Trayvon would have killed him but I and, mean, I mean and, the question and, is like do you have the right to defend yourself if you think you're going to die like but see but see but see before that and see this is why I love to have these conversations because yeah. that's a great point yeah. that's but see if he would have been doing his job he would have never even seen Trayvon you because I'm Bill Burr says this, yeah, and I love this example because it's kind of it's it, you can use it for anything. He was talking about uh Chris Brown and Rihanna and and talking about domestic violence. He was like, he, he was like, when fire when firemen come put a fire out, they don't just put the fire out and leave, they dig through the debris. What started the fire? Yeah. Oh, it was this oily rag. The oily rag in the Trayvon Martin situation is once you see this kid really isn't doing anything, go on about your business. You don't you don't keep you're not the police. Oh, yeah. Amen. Yeah. You are not the police. You yeah. and you 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 got into it and he was and he overtook you because he you didn't expect for that to happen. But if you would have left him alone. Yeah. That, then you don't have that situation where you have to defend yourself. Agreed. You you go on about your business. Now then you get to your point. Now once you're in it, yeah, you gotta you you have to defend yourself. But, okay, so I'm not I'm not defending George on this one. But I know you're not. I know if, you're not. Okay, so if he's just following him and we don't know what happened really, right? Like like we just only they do yeah exactly like we can go by what George said. So if George is telling the truth, right, like he just followed him and then all of a sudden Trayvon turns around, pounces on him and starts pounding the shit out of him. Like, okay. Like then, okay. If, if George was behind him talking shit and, you know, and critical thinking tells you him. Yeah. I mean, like like, it probably was, he, there was probably some words beforehand. You know what I mean? It it wasn't probably, it's not probably because you have to think about this, right? Because you, you're, you're big on critically thinking in a, in a neighborhood like that. Like I, like right now, like uh, a few months ago, because of because uh, of my parents' health, I moved back to the house. Mm-hmm. I grew up in the house that they live in. Like literally, when I was born, this is the home that I came God, home yeah. to. <laughs> yeah, and I take walks all the time. I walk, run, do my cardio, yep. and and there's plenty of people in this same neighborhood that just moved in and they look at me when i'm taking walks like what is this black dude walking around my neighborhood for and it's like you hold on seriously it's it's right see and and see now now we're going to get into kind of the cultural thing yeah this is why black people are so sensitive though brendan because i could just if i i remember one night thanksgiving this is like four years ago my parents have a green box, just you know what I'm saying, the electrical box that sits out and you know what I'm saying, oh, oh yeah. The street. Yeah. And uh as we grew up, that was the meeting spot. 
Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We hang out on the green box. I think every neighborhood does that. Now, this one particular uh, Thanksgiving night, me and my brother are outside. He's on their porch and he's smoking. I'm sitting out there talking on the phone and I'm smoking. And we keep seeing these white kids on bikes. And like, but they're going, it's like they always, they, they got book bags on and they got hoodies on, but I know that they're white kids because we're the only black family in this neighborhood yeah. and it's, they're riding right past me. I can see them yeah. now. It's, it's nighttime. This is Thanksgiving night. As I'm sitting on the green box, a sheriff's car pulls up and just shines the light in my face. And I'm like, what are you doing? So me being aware, I get up and I start to walk across my lawn to get on my porch because, you know, whatever you do, you can't walk up here without a reason. I want to know why you shine. And as they and as they drove by, they put the light on my brother and he is not calm like me. <laughs> he snapped. He was like, what the fuck are y'all doing? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and that's when they got out and they started. It took an hour and a half for us to get them to leave because they were saying me and my brothers, me and my brother fit the description. There's, there's um, two people breaking into cars uh, around the neighborhood and we're telling them like, dog, we've been here all night. We've been here all day. It's Thanksgiving, but we have seen these two white kids riding around on bikes. Have you seen them? Cause the way you came, they just went that opposite way. You had <laughs> passed right by them. <laughs> yes. And now, and they're arguing to the point where I had to tell my brother to go inside. One of the cops is putting his hand on the pistol. And I'm asking him like, what are you doing? Jesus. What are you doing? He was like, you guys are, are yelling. I'm like, you're, we're yelling at you because it's a, it's Thanksgiving night. It's 1130 and you're yelling at us. My dad had to come outside and he was like, um, they don't have to steal nothing. So what are you really here for? Are you bothering them just because they were outside? You know what I'm saying? And every day, every day, without fail, when I'm walking through the neighborhood, I get these weird looks like I'm not supposed to be walking around my own neighborhood. And and it's it's almost like that Ahmaud Arbery situation. I could get shot. Just taking a run and it would be justified because the people that don't know about us because they're new. Yeah. They think, oh, well, I'm the neighborhood watch. No, you're not. You are not that you are whatever you supposed to you protect your family inside your house. You can't you are not the police. If you're that scared, which you shouldn't be from somebody just walking around. That's a you thing, man. You have a problem because I can't call the police just because it's a white person walking around. That doesn't even make sense to me. But black people don't do that. And if we did do that, everybody would be like, what's their problem? Like, well, well, we're just doing it because you do it to us. But we don't ever do that shit. The, and and it's it's rough because I have to go out of my way. And this is what I tell other black people. I have to go out. of. That's why this episode is so significant to me. It's unexpected. You yeah. have to just Bill Burr said this too. You gotta fuck with everybody. <laughs> You're about the lotion, about being ashy and shit. Like he was <laughs> he would have never known that if yeah. he, he would have like, Yeah, like 
oh shit, I'm ashy. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> but but it's it's on that level. Yeah. But when it it's always always that's the base of our riff culturally. I well, feel like we, we talked about this. We talked about this because mm-hmm. I. I it blew me away. Like you said that, Oh, like I was working at someone's house and they, you know, were treating me different. And I was like, yep. I was like, what, what, like, why? (laughs) Like, I, like I didn't grow up that way. Like, and it blows my mind when stuff like that happens. Like, uh, uh, so, uh, and I think I told you, like, I live by the asshole test, right? Like it, I don't care what color you are. If you're right. an asshole, you're an asshole. And exactly. I don't want to talk to you. I don't want to associate with you. You you can just leave my life. Like I, you, you don't, you don't fit with me. We will Ex- not drive. Exactly. So, um, so when you tell me that stuff like this, like I believe you, uh, and, right. and but like it, it's still like, it's, it's, it's hard to believe hard, it, it's hard to accept. You know what I mean? Like it's like, it, because it, you're not that person because you're not oh, yeah. the person that would do that. You know well, what I mean? Well, for sure. Like, no way. Like, I wouldn't, uh, you know, I wouldn't, no, I wouldn't even dream of it. <laughs> like, Dude, I, I, can I tell you a quick story? Yeah. Uh, maybe about 10 years ago, I, uh, it, it helped me. And this is what I try and tell uh, black people all the time. Uh, you, us, we, as people, as human beings, you have the responsibility. It's unspoken, but it's a responsibility. You're supposed to be shattering the perception that people have of you and your people. You know what I mean? So one day I'm at the gas station and I'm running late and I'm behind this guy who all, you know what I'm saying? Just at this particular time, he wants every lotto card. He uh, wants, he, he, he doesn't know what kind of cigarettes he wants. A number 23, a number 24. No, no, yeah. no, no. Two of the twenties. No. Hold on. And, and I got this one right here. Can you, can you cash this one out for me? And, uh, and, and but, he's 10. I think I won on one of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and I'm behind him and I don't think that I'm being an asshole but in in retrospect, I was because I'm yeah. back there. I'm not saying hurry up, but with but all smiling, my right, and he and he turned around and he looked at me, and I could see his face. So he's yeah. an older white dude. Yeah. At the time, I'm a younger black dude, yeah. but at the, and 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 I tell people this story, and they do not believe that my shirt changed the world. My uh, I had on a Jimi Hendrix shirt. Get out. And. And on this, and, and the picture was just Jimmy smiling, but all you saw it was two rows of girls on the sides of him, but all you could see was their titties. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And when the guy looked me in my face, and then he looked, I saw him look down at my shirt. He looked back at me, and he just turned around. Okay, so I kind of felt like he was telling me with his eyes, like, stop being an asshole. You know what I'm saying? So he, he finishes his transaction. I pay for my gas. I go back to my car and it just so happens on the other side, on that same pump is (laughs) that guy. And he walks away from his truck and he's coming to me and in my mind, I'm doing, I'm being prejudiced. I'm prejudging. I'm like, man, and and excuse me, but this is exactly what I said. Man, what this car gonna tell me, man? Uh, I was gonna say honky. <laughs> <laughs> That's a Bill Burr word. He wants to yeah. bring it back so bad. <laughs> Hell yeah. Great word. And whitey. He's like, whitey. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So I, what am I 
I don't know if I should say this. I think you should. Jim's grandfather's nickname was Whitey. <laughs> Dang. Dang. And that's, isn't that like a cultural well, that thing? Was name, like, and I don't know. I hope it wasn't a racial thing. He, hey, he was a uh, he. Was, that's y'all. how I knew him. I don't even know his real name. That's how that, I knew him. It was that's a, that's a lesson right there. Because yeah. for y'all, it wasn't a racial thing. No, it was just his nickname. But if somebody would have came around and they're too, uh, he might have been one of the racist sons of bitches. I know. I don't know. Like, could have been. I never but, dealt with it. You know, that that's way. not how you knew him, and you can no. only deal yeah. with people mm-hmm. based on how you experience them. And right. I think that as a society, because we have the media, because we have all these, because uh, especially with social media, we're taking these. We're regurgitating what other people are saying about people that we've never met, that we've never interacted with. You might have just bumped into somebody who he he isn't racist, but he might have had a bad day. And (laughs) and and the people that was the cause of his bad day just happened to be not his color. So maybe just maybe you just in the wrong place at the wrong time with the right person and they let you have it but everything isn't black and white literal or figurative like that so what that guy ended up telling me brendan and this changed my perception and i hope i did this for him he ended up talking to me for like 15 minutes and telling me hey man when i saw your shirt that shit took me back to vietnam and i was thinking he told me all these things and started to he was using the word brothers like the guys that he was in with and talking you know what i'm saying and i was like see i was about to let my preconceived ideas make it to where he couldn't even come over here and talk to me if i would have been like man what the fuck what, what the hell you want to say to me what you want man? right right <laughs> then for the rest after that from that point on he was going he going to himself he's like you know what i'm never trying again yeah yeah you know what i mean True. and 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 for me or he was, or he might have just thought hey stupid kid come on man like right like, i don't know like I hope but, you know, but yeah, you, I'm I'm glad you played it the way you did. <laughs> yeah, because nine times out of ten, I know for me, it changed my perception because I'm thinking all old white guys are mm-hmm. racist. There's yeah. no, it's in the if you look up racist, it's just gonna be an old ass white dude. But old black dudes are racist. You know what I'm saying? Like sometimes they're racist against black people. Oh, have I yeah. got a story for you? <laughs> Talk about it. I want to hear it. All right. I'm going to tell you the story, uh, but I got to piss so fucking bad right now. So uh, let's break 132. I'm going to write it down. Sorry. Can we, can we still stay on the on the Yeah, feed? yeah. We're going to stay right. on the feed. I just, I just got to piss real quick. Go ahead. I'm going to make me a cup of coffee. I'll be right back. All right. He said, hey, sister, it's really, really nice to meet you. I just met this five for seven guy who's just my type. Like the way he's speaking, his confidence is peaking. Don't like his baggy jeans, but I'm I like what's underneath it. And no, I ain't been to MIA. I heard the Cali never rains in New York's wide awake. First, let's see the West End. I'll show you to my bedroom. I'm liking this American boy, American boy. Take me on a trip, I'd like to go someday. Take me to New York, I'd love to see LA I really want to come pick it with you You'll be my American boy, American boy Can we get away this weekend? Take me to Broadway 
He was cute before Look at this peacoat Tell me he's broke <laughs> And I know you ain't into all that I heard your lyrics I feel your spirit But I still talk that cat ass Cause a lot of wags wanna hear it And I'm feeling like Mike at his baddest Like the picture they gladdest And I know they love it So they hell with all that rubbish Alright, so uh, Working the checkpoint down in uh, Alamogordo, New Mexico uh, U.S. Border Patrol and uh, we pulled over a truck, uh, put it into secondary. Uh, the dog hit on the truck. Uh, so we get the driver out and a uh, black guy and uh, myself and a Hispanic uh, agent are watching him. And he's on the phone and he's sticking his hands in his pockets. Two things that law enforcement doesn't really want you to do right. when they're trying to watch you. So I. I let him keep his phone on him, but I told him like, Hey man, can you just not put your hands in your pockets, please? Right. And that's literally what I said to him. And he said, you asked me that cause I'm black. <laughs> dude, I, dude, you should have seen my jaw. It hit the floor. Like it didn't even, it, like it didn't even dawn on me. Like, that, like I knew he was black. Like I'm not like, <laughs> I'm colorblind to people. Like, no, I knew he was black. Like, but like, <laughs> It's just one of those things. So like in law enforcement, they teach you like hands, hands kill. Like if you can't see the hands, like yep, you know what I mean. So, so, so uh, I, I, dude, I was floored. I did, I, I couldn't even speak. <laughs> my part, my partner was like, "Hey, man, like they're just gonna run the truck real quick, and then you'll be out of here. Just keep your hands in your pockets." All right, right. But I was pissed. So not only was I like taken aback by it, but I was really mad. And I'm sure I've told this story on the podcast before, but like it's it's really one of those formative times in my adult life where I was just like blown away by like someone who was I mean, he said that to me because I'm white, right? Right. Right. So is that is that reverse racism? Is it, it is well, it I mean, it's like, just racism, right? Like it's right. It's just racism. Like, it, like you're just judging someone on the color of their skin. Like, to me, that's just so. Like, this is this is so how like, I, I was. I was floored, but I told him. Like, I finally like we let him go, and I was just like, "Hey, man, like, 
just so you know, like, I don't care what color you are. Like, if you're purple, you're green, you're Asian, you're whatever race you were. Like, hey, let me tell you something about that. Right me. Like, I was floored yeah. by him. And he said, oh, man, we're cool. And hey. I'm like, I don't know if we're cool. Because, like, really I'm going to tell, tell you this, man. Yeah. I, and, and, and this is what a lot of uh, white people don't understand. This is something that we only, like, my homegirl says it's, Having uh, what, having out having inside conversations outside. This is yeah. what this is one thing that you guys don't. We'll never tell you, but I'm gonna tell you. <laughs> when <laughs> we when we hear a white person say, "Hey, man, I don't care if you're green, purple, blue," we, that <laughs> pisses us off even more because <laughs> they're literally because he <laughs> right but there's literally no purple green people yeah, like it's true yeah, yeah, yeah so so to I us mean, it's I, like, started, I started with black white and went with purple i know i, I know and, yeah, yeah, and yeah. but it still it still does something to us but see, I understand that. Yeah. this is what the, what i'd like what i try and do is i try to keep race out of it because one thing that we all are as humans is prejudiced. Mm -hmm. That's what I call it because we're all prejudiced about something. It's, it doesn't matter what color you are, what your culture is, you're, you prejudge something about everybody, whether it's, oh snap, this homeless guy, uh, I, can't, I can't walk by him because he might try and rob me. No, he won't. You, he's wondering why people keep passing him and he, he clearly needs a job and it's saying we'll work for food, but nobody, everybody's still treating him like a piece of shit because we're prejudging. So when, when, so when, when you're in that situation to give yourself some stress relief, it's like, okay, he's prejudging me. He's not really being racist. And if you get into it with somebody that happens to be a different color than you are, you can even tell them if they try and pull that race card, like, no, nah, uh -uh, no. First of all, I'm Border Patrol and I'm prejudging you based on this situa situation yeah. because this is, you know what I'm saying? So you can call me prejudiced and I can't run from that. But it has nothing to do with what color you are. It, it has to do with whether or not with law and crime. So if you're breaking the law, no matter who you are, I gotta, I gotta enforce this on you. But I think that as a society, if we were able to do that, cause some things are racist, but racism, and this is another reason why I love Colin Quinn, because he's the one I got this from. Racism is systemic. Prejudice is personal. So he, he gave the example of uh, a German being in a deli and a German person running, running the deli and a white person jumps in front of a line of a black person. He was like, he's going to be like, hey, hey, hey that, that colored lady was in front of you. See, he's being prejudiced, but he's also being fair. You know what I'm saying? He's he's calling out the, the color. And he's probably even he probably even treats that black lady differently. And yeah. you know what I'm saying? But at right now, it's not a system. The racism is really when you get into, oh, um, if me and you go apply for the same loan, you're nine times out of nine and a half times gonna be the one to get it, and we could be living the same life. That's that's racism, where it's like you can't really touch. 
racism. It's a system. It's it, it's set up for you to fail. That's a, does that stuff still happen? Yeah, but I don't think anything. And I just had this talk. I told my daughter this. Yeah. I, nothing is a hundred percent these days. It's almost like with the oh, gun yeah, legislation is just a paper. Like equal opportunity says that if we go for the same job, but you're black, then you're going to get it. Right. Right. But, we're, we're, we're equally qualified, but it's only a piece of paper. If, if the dingleberry that's going to hire us is a douchebag and he doesn't like black people, then they're going to hire me. And right. they're use whatever and, they're going to use whatever reason they want. Exactly. Right. Like, and, and yeah. that's the system. And you, I think you saw it happen um, just like I did a few months ago with the NFL, with um, with that one black coach where Bill Belichick accidentally text him. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Before he texted the other one and he didn't even he was like, like what oh, sorry f-? about that. Right. <laughs> right. And it's like, OK, everybody wants to say that bill belichick is racist no he's not racist the the system the system that the nfl has in place is 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 uh is racist but you can't but even when you have a situation like colin kaepernick the nobody wants to talk about that even because i used to get mad i went on a full-on boycott with the nfl with myself i wasn't out here picketing i was just like i'm not watching football no more this is foul like that's you know what i'm saying because to me and i just had this talk with the chick that i uh, was talking to that's how i was able to call golden state winning that series in six it had nothing to do with me being a golden state fan because i'm not i just understand politics and sports the way you know what i'm saying it has nothing to do about uh your favorite team who gives a fuck it's about who is the most marketable for the league that's why there's not going to be many sweeps you're going to have you know what i'm saying you, you you might have a sweep in the first round but most of these games after, after the second third and the finals it's going to be six or seven games period yeah because they need to make this revenue yeah they don't want you to go one game two or two, three, three games like done. Yeah, no. exactly so 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 when you have when you see when 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 I saw this is part uh, kind of going back to what we were talking about when we realized how much of a contradiction the world really is when I couldn't convince black people to not watch football that's when I knew like if I was Colin Kaepernick if I was any civil rights leader yeah. you know what I'm saying I would not do it I've said it many times on Instagram like I'm not going to be a martyr for none of y'all because y'all don't care you mm-hmm. just you just get fake outrage for a few moments. And then it's back to the same shit. No black person, like it's, it's it, my dad used to tell me this, even though he was in the Marines, he was like, are you sure you want to go to the army? Cause a black man don't need to be in the military. It's the, it's outside of prison. It's the closest thing to slavery because you're property. And you don't think about that. If you're a patriot and you love your country, that's yeah. not why I went. I, I do love, love, I love your, country. I love your father that he says, <laughs> You know what I mean? I love you. No. That's awesome. It, it is. Man. It's they a lot of use and abuse you. Yep. Yeah. And I think that as looking at professional athletes, you we we put, especially in America, we put we do this with celebrities, period. We put mm-hmm. them on a pedestal. Oh, I know. Yeah. And, and then we tear them down. You know what I'm saying? But we all want to live their life. But as soon as we see that they're living too good, we want to take them down a peg. It's like you can't have the cake and eat it, too. You can't you can't say 
you can't be mad at the NFL and say that, oh, what they're doing to Colin Kaepernick is wrong. And you watch every game every Sunday. You can't do that because your team is doing the same thing to its players that every team is doing to the players. They are all on a figurative plantation. The owners are the are the fucking slave masters. If you if you break a rule, you get punished. If you say something out of turn, you get punished. They take your money. You know what I'm saying? So they're living inside of a, a, a jail, too. But because they have money, we expect them to take certain things when it's like you wouldn't take that at your job. You why would you expect them just because they're making millions of dollars to just shut up and play? Don't tell anybody that yeah. because I mean, I mean, I can say for any league, right? Like any, yeah, like yeah, it's all sport. Like I mean, any sport, and and I don't think that goes, but I don't think that goes race wise. Like I mean, I think if anyone talks out about a team, like they're gonna get blackballed. Well, if you if it depends on the situation in the context around it, but, because but I'm not gonna say like Colin Kaepernick is a wicked anomaly right like he but he right. like but he flat out like protested like consistently and i'm not saying what he did was wrong actually i really don't care what he did i think me the, either i think the media blew that out of proportion and really what screwed him See, um that's the point did, right there yeah, i mean he, he was peacefully protesting like i feel like there's nothing wrong with that and whiny little bitches oh my flag we're like right. I really like that. Just like I'm like, like Bill Burr. Did you see what Bill Burr said about that? No, like, I, I probably did. I probably did. But, oh man! In his in, in Paper Tiger, oh, you go he, check out Paper Tiger. Like the first dude. 15 minutes, he was like, "No, everything has just become fucking absolutes in in, in 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 the states. It's fucking nuts." Like that Colin Kaepernick guy, right? You knew when he was like protesting during the national anthem, no one was gonna listen to what the fuck he had to say, no matter how much he explained it. He goes, "I'm taking." a knee during the national anthem this is a protest about police brutality the way people of color are treated we'd like to open a dialogue he got about halfway through that people like my brother's fighting in iraq you fucking piece of shit <laughs> it's just like buddy buddy nobody is saying your brother isn't in iraq fighting you're not listening this is about police brutality my brother's a firefighter he watched 9 11 on television no, 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 nobody's saying that your brother's not a People don't look at and, and uh, the, the real reason behind things. And I'll tell you something. It sounds like a whole lot of selfishness when you say it that way. You know what I that's mean? That's exactly what it is. Like a whole lot of selfishness. Like, oh, it's all about me. No matter what color you are, that's always what it is. I got, I, I'll say this about uh, the football shit real quick, right? Mm -hmm. And then I'll talk about that Will Smith and uh, the the Chris Rock shit. No, no, I want to, I want to ask one more question. Oh, so, but go ahead, yeah, yeah. Before we okay. get into that, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um. Uh, now the with the Colin Kaepernick situation. Yep. Um, what was cool to me is that this was not put in front of us like the media put everything else in front of us but he that wasn't even his idea colin kaepernick has like one of his closest friends is a white dude that was at that time he was in the military and colin was talking to him he was like i don't know like i i, I want to do something 
but I don't want to like make a scene about it. I don't, you know what I'm saying? I don't want to be like an activist, but what can I do? He was and his white friend that was in the military told hey, him, why don't you, why don't you just a, take a knee? Steelers lineman. No, 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 no. This was some, no, it, no, this had, it was no, there wasn't somebody in football that told him to do this. Oh, this, hey, this I thought, was, yeah. No, nah, this was, and that's why we never heard it. I, it, I had to hear Colin Kaepernick say it and actually have the dude sitting oh, next to him okay. in the interview. Yeah. The dude told him, he was like, he was like, I don't, I, I don't think you should do any of those things, but if you go out there and you just take a knee, it's an individual protest. And if they ask you why you took a knee, then you tell them what's up. But if they don't say anything, just that's your personal shit. And it turned into everything it turned into. And nobody really wanted to hear the real reason. This was about police brutality. And the police are here today at every football game. So this could happen right now today in front of us while we're playing. And I don't ha and I don't feel comfortable about that. All, but see, these are perspectives in different contexts that if we don't have them to look through, we're always going to have what you just said. We're going to have that selfish thing. But even if I'm kneeling, how is that affecting you? Oh, yeah. It's not at all. Exactly. So yeah. it's but ask your question, because I want to talk about. Um, oh, yeah. I, another I, another yeah, piece of. Sure. Um, OK, so the. <laughs> The kneeling thing, first off, like, I, again, like, it didn't matter. Right. To anybody, but, like, no, I'm not saying it right. Um, it, it mattered to Colin, right? That he was protesting. Right. But did it really hurt anyone that he didn't stand for the Pledge of Allegiance or the, you know, or the, Whatever the national anthem, or national whatever. anthem, whatever it was, like, it, the, did it really? Is it going to kill anyone? Like, I, I, like, to me, okay. So one, one of the reasons, well, like that, I think, uh, we, I respect you so much because we, you posted a video of a man who was he put a Trump flag up at like a baseball game or something, mm -hmm. um, and this old man ended up getting punched in the face. Mm. I remember that. And that was crowd, wild. And the crowd cheered, and you were like, "Oh, he got what he deserved. You should have left those people alone, or something like that." Like, and I was like, "Well, I think he was peacefully protesting." I was like, "I don't." Yes, could have been injured. This is when we got cool. And, this yeah, is when we got you were cool. Like, and you, I don't know if I changed your mind, but you at least said, "You know what? I accept that." Like, you you put that out there. Like, so uh, when someone's willing to, like, you know at least flip a little bit and admit that, you know, like, Oh, I see your point of view. Like I instantly knew like, Oh yeah. All right. This dude's cool. Like, so, so that's one of those things that he's peacefully protesting. Like, I don't, I don't understand what the big deal was. Like it was really blown out of proportion. Like I don't get it. But then the question comes that like, if the NFL team that he's playing for wants to make a rule that you stand up and salute well he's protesting like that's that's the whole point like, right like, right i, I can't do that because... yeah so that wasn't my point i just want to i, I want to throw that out there like i don't you know, know what? Really what he did like i feel like if you're not hurting anybody you should be able to protest like i don't care like that and, yeah it doesn't hurt and, my feelings. and i appreciate you pointing that out because i'll tell you right now that you definitely did change my perspective because that's that was what i wasn't 
paying attention to. I was just, I was being selfish. Knew this girl from a hood coming up. She was young for her sake. I won't mention no names, but she was handy for trouble. Them things to her frame, man. She did it from the muscle. I explain after the rain, the sun is shining. Game after difficulty come easy. You gotta feel the pain. Devil's advocate leading her to the flame. She no different than all the Lauras and Tiffany Lane. Like a mall, she was drawn to the light of my chain. Stood tall in the storm, late nights in the rain. Not knowing the flip side of the game. Them boys drawn to the same. Plus the law put shit in the game. And once addicted to the game, it's hard to maintain. Like a smoker when he first take a pull of the cane. Plus the game, bring the name and the change and the fame. Once again, man, I ask, who am I to blame? And I, you know what I mean? And I, and I tell people, like, they think I'm an asshole, but a lot of self-evaluating uh, goes on with me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? When I say things, I, I saw something and I posted it a few weeks ago and you liked it. You were one of the few people that liked it. It was, uh, it, it said, if you, in a, if you were debating somebody and you can't pick out their strongest argument, you're not really listening. And if you can't pick out your weakest argument, you're not really debating. Yeah. You're you're just trying to you, you you're just you know you know what I'm saying. There has and to one upping. Yeah, that's all. Yeah. And you're never gonna get anywhere like that because even with our like taking it back to being dads, there's gonna come a time when your kids challenge you on something, 
And you're going to have to check yourself and be like, okay, do I want to tell them to shut up right now because I'm their dad? I'm the adult. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Yeah. Because because I've already had that situation with my daughter and, and it was hard to tell her. I was like, you know what? That's a good point that you, you, I, and I can't argue that. I, I, so, so in order to not be a walking contradiction, I'm going to acquiesce to this right now. You're, you, you won that, but that doesn't mean that you (laughs) win everything by default because you're saying you just had a real good argument and you're right. But, but, um, and and I think it was something that's what I said to my kids. Like, if you're going to say no to me, like, you better have a reason. Right. And it better be damn good because be look, good. and only do it at home. Don't don't yeah, do it in public. Because <laughs> I might throw you somewhere. <laughs> and now I'm in jail. Because he threw his kid over a roof. Why did he do that? But, no, but it's it, it's but these are things, Brendan, that this is why that's why I respect you because you can have these conversations and without conceding your argument. Because that's what I think people think you have to do when you when you debate with somebody. It's like, no, I don't have to change my my because it's big with men and women. Yeah. I've, I've had to I've had to really look at the way women view us to understand why they say the things that they say and then have to try and explain to them what we see and what we're dealing with, because, yeah. man, it was. It's it's too easy to just like we talked touched on it earlier, just because you don't like something I did does not make me toxic. Yeah, that's yeah. not what this is about. What this is, you know, what I'm saying now. Now you have triggers and people have done things to you. <laughs> Bill, Bill Burr says this, too. We cut everything. We personalize everything, but we cut everything against our own experiences. So I can say a joke in a joke setting in a comedy club, and you can laugh at every single joke until this one. And now you're offended. You, <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I, I dealt with that in my, in my, in, in, uh, at my show. Dude, I, I can't wait to talk. I I would just want to ask one question before. Go we get, ahead, bro. I Go totally ahead. want to get to that. But so like systemic racism, I, I we hear that said all the time. Mm-hmm. It's a generalization to me. It's like saying that all white people are racist. Mm-hmm. Well, right? like like I, I and I'm not saying it doesn't exist. Okay, I know. I know. I'm not saying it doesn't exist. I'm just saying like I don't understand. Right. So, I one I don't think all white people are racist. Like, uh, I don't think I'm a racist. They aren't. And um, you're not. It, yeah, and and like, I I know plenty of white people, and I know they just love people. Like, you know. So, like, okay. So we we we've barred that. We we've knocked that down. Okay. So, but then okay. So then the other generalization, and you're talking about prejudice, and I think a lot of that's based on stereotyping. And um, some stereotypes are the truth, and that's where I was gonna go with. <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> no, no, it's cool. No, no, no. Like I love macaroni and cheese. Okay, so um, no, <laughs> all white people love macaroni and cheese. Who's that Tosh? For? Was that Tosh? For? No, it might have been Daniel Tosh. Does not get enough credit because oh, they, they thought wife, he was racist. My wife hates him. I love him. But they thought he was racist for a while, and it's whatever. like, no, you, you can't make a joke against like, uh, yeah, no, whatever. Yeah. 
But but go ahead, so make your point. No, no. Say what you were saying. It was just systemic. Like I, I don't understand that. To me, it's a generalization. Um, if you can, and but again, I'm not looking at it from your lens, right? Like mm-hmm. so, I don't see it. I don't feel it every day. I don't like. I don't run down the street, and you know, like people don't look at me like I shouldn't be there. So I don't see it. Um, you know what? I'm sorry. I mean, uh, no, go, no, 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 so, go ahead. because like, th- this is really just my point. Like to me, it's a generalization that, 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 that if you say systemic racism, okay, well, what system where okay. is it? The okay. government, is it, uh, is it, the, you know, is all police racist? No, you can't, you, to me, you, you just, you can't say, you can't say it that way because like, it's just not, it, it's not a truth. Like it's not a truth that you can provide me, you know, like, so it, it, it's a, it's a way you have to explain it. And yeah. The way I try, and I don't even really try and explain it a lot, but huh? what works for me is is just like sexism. Sexism is systemic. It is easier for men to do certain things and harder for women. But that doesn't make it a blanket statement and mean that everything you know what I'm saying is okay. it's set yeah. up like that. So so number one, what I want to address is your 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 perspective is not flawed. You're not wrong. You're not crazy. I actually appreciate it. And I know a lot of people like myself when I say that. I mean, black people. Mm-hmm. That's why we call y'all allies, because you want to understand. You said something I don't see through your lens. So you're not trying to just manufacture this 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 statement to make me feel better no i don't get it explain it to me because i don't i don't see it there's nothing wrong with that so me in this position now i have an opportunity just like with gay people just like with trans people now it's a learning experience now it's my turn to to put aside my prejudice and be like okay my white friend really wants to understand how I feel as a black person. So I can't be, I can't explain it to you and say, Brennan, you're a dumbass. How the fuck do you not see that shit, bro? Like, no, I can't do that because that's just going to make you just like I said about that white dude earlier, that's going to can it forever. Now you're you're going to stop trying. You shut people down. Yeah. 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 And it's, it's dismissive. So, so what, what, uh, what the way I would explain it to you is always try and look at it because you you, you're blessed with two sons and a daughter and you have a wife Mm -hmm. so and anytime you're trying to figure out the systemic racism think about the sexism think about the things that your daughter and your wife would have to go through that you don't have to go through this is what i learned when women go to work they're, they have to, well, as soon as a woman walks out the house, they're being judged by everybody, men, old and young. They're being judged by other women. When they get to work, they have to dress a certain way, but there's a dress code. But what if they're thick and, they, and their clothes are tight fitting? Are they really out of dress code or do I just as a man need to keep my thoughts to myself is you know what i'm saying they can't help that they they always have to shrink themselves especially black women because if a black woman speaks up for herself she's automatically the angry black woman but it's like but if she says nothing and this is what we do to women in general as men we be like why don't you stand up for yourself and then as soon as they stand up for themselves we like shut the fuck up you don't know what you're talking about so that's a system 
that's in place that keeps them at a certain level. Yeah, they can still get jobs. Yeah, they can still make money. They can still do what they want. But there's there's still a glass ceiling there. That that's why it's called a glass ceiling because sometimes we don't see it. But the system is clearly there. That's why they're mad at the patriarchy. You know what I'm saying? But if you can all that's that's how I can um and and then then you have to do this is when you when you go through something i i deal with this myself the way i look at it is okay is this me feeling like i'm being tried right now or is this person really trying me right now because i could just be taking what they're saying the wrong way based on what's been said to me in my past i've got triggers and i'm probably pretty shitty too i've 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 done a little hurting no one out here is perfect yeah so you know what i mean so it's all these factors that you have to take into consideration before we label anything with any word because you're right to, to me, what I feel like you were getting at is that if you just label everything racist, you're really not fixing anything. You're just you're just making it easier. Well, you're not identifying the real problem. Exactly. Right? And and it's and, you're making it easier for it to happen. And I worked with an old plumber, right? Like I'm a plumber right now. Um, and I, I worked with an old plumber who who I actually told my sister-in-law this joke. Not a joke, but uh, he's he's. <laughs> so we're working in this house and there was a, 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 a one of the carpenters who was a general contractor. It w was a, a black kid. And mm -hmm. he, he said, he called him the N word. And I was looking at him like, like what? Like, why would you say that? Right. And he's like, well, you know, uh, he started putting up this fight. So I, I was working overtime and this kid, I can't remember his name. I wish I really could. He was a super nice guy. And uh, and we got to know each other. We started having a relationship. And uh, so one day, and of course, the plumber was being this way behind his back, right? Like to his face, he was really nice. But to you. But to me, he was saying like, yeah, he was not being nice. So, uh, so. <laughs> It was really funny. One day I'm in the basement. We're doing plumbing, me and the plumber. And I hear this guy come in and he goes, hey, I, I just got to take these jacks. I just got to borrow them for a minute. So I, so the plumber was, uh, actually the plumber was upstairs and he was talking to him. And he's like, so I ran upstairs. And like, this is the relationship we had, like between me and you, right? Like I was like, just like a black man stealing other people's shit, right? <laughs> <laughs> like this is the relationship. And he looked at me, he goes, it's in my nature, bro. Can't help, yep. <laughs> <laughs> but you should have seen the look on this plumber's face because he he had the balls to say that behind this kid's back, but he wouldn't. Mm. Say, yeah, he wouldn't say it to his face. So, like to me, to me, there's racists out there. Like I will not, I will never deny that there are shitty people in the world. Like you, right. anyone that would say that that is not a thing is just kidding themselves. Exactly. They're lying to themselves. That is. Is a system racist? Okay, what system? Like, I have to be, I feel like I have to be more convinced of, like, I, I think it all comes down to maybe not individuals, but then there's a, just a certain group of people maybe that are really that awful. Because I just, 
Well, I'm well, one of those people like I got to feel and touch things in order to make it real. And like I just don't see it in my everyday life. I don't see it in my, you know, like, and I know just because I don't see it, like it's anecdotal if I see it. Like, so I right. know that just because I don't see it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. And again, I don't see the world through your lens. So like, I get it. Like I'm, and I'm really trying, but like, um, but like every time I try to break it down in my head, it like comes down to like uh, another guy that I was working. He was working for me. Technically I was a supervisor and I was like, it's like, Hey, you know, you grew up in North Carolina and I was like, Hey man, you still like, do you still experience stuff? You know? And, uh, and he was, and it and again, I was asking him about like the systemic thing, like, cause again, yeah. I'm like trying to understand it. And, and he, and he's like, yeah, he's like, and then he told me a story about his, his fifth grade teacher telling me that like, that telling him that he shouldn't marry white girls because like they don't you know you don't belong with white people hmm. and i was like well i was like that's a shitty person but what about the system you know what i mean mm-hmm. like, like in uh so then he you know told me about some employment woes that he had and again you couldn't nail it down to the uh, system you just is yeah 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 it's like it's just people it's just generally people and then are people the system but people are the system, bro. Yeah. And because yeah. because they're the ones that enforce it. But the system itself, if if uh, why aren't there any black owners in professional sports? I thought there were. Isn't uh, uh-uh. isn't uh-uh. the Cubs like the they, Cubs own? Uh, they they're they're partial. Oh, is that what it is? Okay. You know what I'm saying? Because they will not. And that's why I used to tell people, like, I love Barack Obama. Yay, we had a we had a black president. But I used to tell people. I used to, have to tell a shitty people, president. I'm sorry. Like, I hate I, it. I but don't. all presidents are shitty. So, I you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, like, I have no love for any of them. So, like, so, like I get it, though. I get I get where, you know, there's but, pride there. There's pride. What I, had to, what, what I had to tell people is that think about this. Because this was the selecting and the electing thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the time, Obama, as great as he was for black people, he was a pacifier. If if we and 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 people don't think that that is a thing, but when you have, uh, it's the same reason where um, I can't remember who said it. I want to say it's Plato, but uh, or it's either him or Socrates, but bread and circuses. You you entertain them and you feed them. You keep them fat and you keep them entertained and you can do yeah. whatever you want because yeah. they will they will they will go to because everybody's about self gratification. Everybody wants to feel good. That's not the world. The world is damn. We really do have to have an abortion conversation. I don't know why, because we're not having men. Men aren't having babies. But then you get you tell women that they can't. And I'm getting to the point about the system. Yeah. The same system that is telling women. Hey, you don't know what to do with your body. You can't have an abortion. They are giving trans people quote-unquote freedoms if i'm a man and i feel like i'm a lady i can i can win woman of the year you know what i'm saying but i'm not a woman but we've got something for that we can make uteruses so you can make a man a woman but you won't let a woman 
tell you what to do with her tell tell her you know what I'm saying control herself these are the this is systemic so to, to bring it back to race if there would have been when Bill Belichick sent that text yeah it would have been no uproar across the league if there was no racism involved in that system because as soon as that text broke not just that one guy the entire league started talking about it you know what i'm saying and then you got guys like tony dungy and lovey smith and all these black coaches that are coming out and telling you oh yeah i dealt with that too it took me 12 15 years to get my own team just to be the head coach you know what i'm saying i had because and it's like that with quarterbacks you know what I'm saying? It was like that. I played baseball and basketball. Baseball was my first love. But it, when I wanted to be a pitcher at 12 years old, they're telling you, ah, oh, you should play center field because you've got speed. Bitch, I got an arm too. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But see, a pitcher, a quarterback on those on those fields, they're more cerebral. So the system is set up. Basically, you're telling the black athletes you're not smart enough to play this position. You can play these grunt positions. Not saying that there aren't white players in those positions, but do you understand what I'm saying? That's the system. Now that you mention it, I mean, I don't really know a lot of black pitchers out there. Exactly. And then when you do see them, they make a big deal. And then it's like he's got to outperform all the white pitchers to be considered great when he can't be mediocre. A mediocre white pitcher or white quarterback is going to be considered good when we know he's trash. But this uh, this black quarterback or black pitcher has to perform above and beyond just to be called good. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's nothing that you can it's not tangible. It's never tangible. Well, it's gonna take like another ten episodes. Yeah, we will. We'll talk all night. You know what I mean? <laughs> Seriously. Uh, Hot damn, and I can't be stopped because I'm like the MC and I'm as light as a rock. Ooh. 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 What's up, What you got? I got this. Well, my name is Apples, and I rock your world. Uh-huh. I'm also known as the Gucci girl. Well, I'm super cute uh-huh. and plenty bad. Yeah. 3026, 36 and a half. Oh. I hope that you will realize I got the hazel eyes that are hypnotized. And knock it to your knees, make you eat cheese. You be so helpless, you be begging me, please. Y'all share that. Freak, freak, y'all, and you don't stop. To the beat, y'all, and you don't stop. A freak, freak. Oh, could it be that it was... All just so simple then A teenage lover you say He's just a friend He moved around and we kept In touch through his friend Mike The world was young and we knew We couldn't rush But whenever I got lonely Or needed some advice He gave me his shoulder His words were very nice Oh.
met her, we broke up, got back together to get her back. I had to sweat her, thought she rode with bad boys forever. In many ways, them boys made it better to grow. I had to let her. She needed cheddar, and I understood that. Looking for cheese that don't make her a hood rat. In fact, she's a queen to me. Her light beams on me. I love it when she sings to me. It's like Tell me about your stand-up, man. You've done stand-up. Like, we are both comic. I mean, if people can't tell from this episode. Right, right. Like, they're, they're slow. Like, yeah, you're free. yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> they've gone full, you know. Um, uh, do you so, want to know how it started? Yeah, like, what what drove you towards it? Like, And how did it go? Like, because uh, you were you were pitching uh your stand up uh on Instagram pretty hard and I wish I was in Florida man cuz I totally would have showed up. I would have loved for you totally to be there too up. man. Uh, and, so like uh, so I want to know what drove you to stand up? Who's well, your favorite and how did it go? So okay. all three of those. Okay. Okay. Well, I kind of have had the knack to make people laugh my whole life. Uh but it wasn't until I was about 35 so this is what eight years ago seven years ago where people around me they were just saying it more often you should be a comedian you should be a comedian and i'm like ah whatever it's yeah. it's because you know me you know what i'm saying it's really different to go stand in front of a audience of people you don't know and make them laugh you're only laughing a lot of people fake laugh too oh you yeah know what i mean oh, but yeah. um 2018 um the was the first time i stepped on the stage it was november 18th i'll never forget that that was my i'm only i'm only four years old you know what i mean i'm about to be four in, in november but um but uh the the lady i talked about earlier um kesma davis one of the biggest influences in my life uh, i used to date her and she told me one day she was like once once you started once I started the podcast, she was like, Why don't you try it? And I just like I did back in April, I threw the the first time I stepped on stage, I didn't go to an open mic. I threw a show. Uh about two hundred and fifty people came. Damn. Um and, and it was it was hard. It I like and I didn't bomb. I, I killed it. But it was my introduction to the life. Now, my entire life, just like you, I've always watched comedy specials, comedy specials, no matter who they were. I'm watching whole hours of comedy. I'm watching. Uh, I love comedy, funny movies, all of that. I just love to laugh. Like, that's yeah. one of the main things I have between me and my daughter. Like, I would she, say life is hard enough. Like, you, like, to, to unwind and have someone make you, like, like just, like, gut laugh like mm -hmm. and laugh at yourself and laugh 
Oh yeah, yeah for sure, for sure. And that was that was my introduction into. Oh shit! You gotta write these jokes. You can't just you can't just and and then every joke is really a point you're trying to make. You're just yeah. using this example. So once I started studying comedy and people like Lenny Bruce and Louis C.K. and Patrice O'Neill, Red Fox, Richard Pryor, George Carlin, I was like, all of these guys had something to say. That's why they were comedians. It wasn't simply because they wanted to make people laugh. No, they had a real point. So once I do that in 2018, I see I can do it. Um, my, my Dave Chappelle said something when he won the Mark Twain Award. He uh, he said he was listening to a podcast and he heard Patton Oswalt, another great comedian, mm-hmm. um, who threw Dave Chappelle under the bus. But yeah, kind of. But but at the time, <laughs> but at the time, Dave said that he heard him on a podcast tell the the interviewer he was like nobody does good their first time. He was like, wait, I'm correcting myself, Dave Chappelle. <laughs> did did great his first time. I was there. I saw it. Um, as a matter of fact, it's funny. The first time Dave Chappelle did uh did stand up, it was him, Brian Regan, and Ellen DeGeneres. Oh, dude, I love Brian Regan. Me too, dog. Me and too. I honestly, Ellen DeGeneres, her old stuff was really good. Hell yeah. She Hell just yeah. turned into such an asshole. Like that's that elitism, man. The money, the money changes you, dog. It's like now, but like, yeah, her old stuff is really good. Even Rosie O'Donnell's old stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dog, I'm friends with Mario Cantone. Oh really? Man. Yeah, like yeah. He's, he, we he's follow funny. each other. Yeah, he is, dog. He he really is. Like in a yeah. real life, like Mario yeah. is one of my like closest. He's my only celebrity friend, if you want to call him a celebrity. But like we, we are. Um, well, I mean, in the comedy field, he's he's a, he's a legend. He's yeah. a legend. Yeah, and, he's a yeah. and and he and we talk. We don't we don't talk as much anymore. You know what I'm saying? Because he's just busy and shit. But yeah, okay. but I remember him telling me he was like, "Man, Will, it's good to know that somebody knows me from my material." And not just that one Dave Chappelle episode where I was the gay guy talking about, you know what I'm saying, talking about gay shit. And I was like, so so these things really started to make me yeah. – it was one day I was, I was talking to um, a chick I was dating, and her friend, she just literally said that shit. She was like, you talk – like you're on a stage like when you you know what i'm saying and you like you pace back and forth you and you're and you're funny like every 10 15 seconds i'm laughing like are you trying to do that i'm like no nah. like i'm just talking like if you think this is yeah. funny then that shit's funny yeah. but but um once i once i did that first show and i saw that i could do it i could make people laugh and i and i worked on the material i was like oh i can do this and then what dave chappelle said happened to me. He was like, what Patton didn't tell everybody is that, yeah, I killed it my first time, but the next three, four, five, six, seven times sucked. I bombed. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And that's yep. that's when I knew that I was a comedian because I didn't lose the love for it. When you bomb, it's 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 something I don't know how to describe it. All I know is that 
it's it's funny to me now when I bomb because <laughs> if I'm the only one laughing, it means the audience is broken. Like Colin Quinn said something that I saw on an HBO special a long time ago. He was like, you guys do know that that this is a interactive art. This is, you know what I'm saying? The show has nothing to do with you, but we're a team. So if I bomb, we bomb. Because I, I told these jokes in a whole different place last week and everybody laughed. So so there's something wrong with you. If you're not, so once you once you break through that, you can write about anything. Now, a couple months ago, when I threw that show, that was me wanting to put out my first special because I had been doing this for three and a half years, the pandemic kind of fucked me up because I couldn't yeah. get out and, and work the clubs like I wanted to, but I could go to different comedy shows every now and then. And um, the original idea was to try and do it from my house. And that was not popping because unless you're somebody like Norm MacDonald, you're, you're going to need, you need the audience. But I was just like, you know what? I've got new material. I, can't get to the club like I want to for, for like the last year. I just worked on the shit that I came out with in April. And when that when when that shit is called, don't be so hard on yourself. Um, I was going to name it like 30 other things, but after that night, that's what I ended up calling it. And I had an issue like what we were talking about. Like I pissed people off. Somebody had a problem with me saying baby dicks and <laughs> And it was, see, 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 you're laughing. You're laughing because just hearing that. Funny. Fuck. Yes, yes. Now, now, now I got to tell you what, what the joke was. <laughs> no, don't do it. I don't want to hear it. No, I want to I, I wait until I hear the stamp. Don't do it. Are you sure, man? Because. It for me. And then everyone on here needs to know that they need to go buy that. Oh man! Well, basically, I'll I'll give a I'll give a short get a overview. I'll give a I'll give a short version. Of right. Basically, the reason why I was saying baby dicks is <laughs> I was making <laughs> I was making the point uh, that because I'm a like, child. It's a, yes, yeah, dick. really. I'm I'm, I'm immature, <laughs> but but the point of the joke that the the real punchline of the joke was what do we really know? Because it was the premise was I was that it's so hard. Like we said at the beginning, it's so hard to know what to believe and what not to believe. And the premise was that because I started the show with that. I was just like, <laughs> uh, you know, what I'm saying, but uh, I ain't going to tell you exactly what I said. But yeah. my whole thing is. People are stupid. Like I told people, like, I lost a lot of people during the pandemic. And people were like, oh, I was like, oh no, don't be sad. They're not dead. They're just idiots. Like I just, uh, I just, uh, they're dumb. As a good joke, yeah. You no. know what I mean? And oh, yeah. and I and and I told, uh, it's made up. Louis C.K. does that a lot too. Like he'll be like, yeah. I was in a cafe. It doesn't matter which one it was because I'm lying. But uh, <laughs> and he'll he'll just go on with the joke. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And. And um, and so the premise was I heard a con I overheard a conversation, which if you're really listening to the joke, I'm being an asshole. I'm somewhere eavesdropping, not yeah. minding my business. You know what I'm saying? I'm listening to this other conversation where if somebody was doing that to me, I'd be like, what are you doing? Mind your business. But anyway, what the whole conversation was, was, oh, I heard 
uh, I heard rappers have to suck baby dicks to get Jewish lawyers. <laughs> what? And, right. Right. And then that turned into the other person they were talking to was talking about the flat earth theory and all this shit. And then and and I was like, the problem that I had with that whole conversation is, yeah, that sounds outlandish, but I don't know if rappers are sucking baby dicks. Like, <laughs> I don't know. You, I, you. I don't, do, do they? Is that because I can't get a Jewish lawyer? I've also never sucked a baby dick, but I don't have <laughs> access to baby dicks. So, you know what I'm saying? But they might have, they got money. I don't know what they have. I don't know. We don't know. So, I can't just tell this person that they're crazy because number one, they're going to know that I was eavesdropping and I wasn't minding my business. Number two, I don't know. And that was the real point. Like we hear things all the time and we just jump on the side yeah. and be like, that's unbelievable. That can't be happening. We do that oh. with our country all the time. <laughs> they wouldn't do that to us. Yes, they would. It's and, and the only reason they do it is because none of us would believe that they would do that. So who's to say? And that was my whole thing. I was laughing. And saying, I don't know if they saw baby dicks. Somebody off in the crowd was like, come on, man, move oh, on. Oh. I was like, I was like, so I just kept saying baby dicks to yeah. see how many laughs I could get. I call it the baby dick debacle. Like it's it it was Oh, you should have called that guy a Jewish lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> and what you're I just you're just bad. <laughs> dog. And I told and I and I was like, and, and to me, mm. outside of the show he basically proves my point when it comes to you got you laughed at everything before that yeah i, I talked because i talked about because basically the the gist of the entire special is being a dad um the issues that you deal with being a dad it was relationships and then it was culture red uh, uh white versus black racism versus prejudice Everything that we basically talked about tonight, kind of like those are the three areas that I stay on, especially relationships, because there's just things about men that women don't understand. And there's things about women that men don't understand. And we never take the time to really try and understand it. We just be like, well, women, y'all are crazy. Uh, <laughs> and, and men, women look at us, men, you're crazy. So we but it's so much more to it. You know what I'm saying? And things that are that you have to dig, 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 dig and get to to make people really look at themselves. That's that to me is why I love comedy. My favorite comedians. I don't have a favorite one. I can give you five. I can, I can give you my top five. I can't wait to hear this. These and these are in no particular order. It's almost yeah. impossible. Yeah. Dave Chappelle. Yeah. And he's and you know what I'm saying? Jerry Seinfeld. Okay. Excuse me. Yep. Louis C.K. Yeah. Patrice O'Neill. And then it's like a tie with Richard Pryor and George Carlin because they were literally the same. They they oh. talked about the same social commentary, one from a white man in America's perspective, and one from a black man's black man in America's perspective, and that that is kind of who I try to be um until i because i being four years in i'm still developing my voice like who i like, eddie murphy no eddie murphy is still a legend to me yeah there's, like there's a lot of five 
Yeah, the my top five or right. you know what I'm saying are those right. because I'm like, they, yeah, I'm like I'm trying to think, like I'm trying to burn through see George Carlin I didn't like when I was in my younger years because I wasn't politically aware. He's one of the people that I had to put on there late because I Yeah, because I, honestly now I love him. Yep. His bit about brom- uh bombing brown people. Man, his bit about Yeah, when you listen to that, you're like, oh, like I shouldn't be laughing at that. Exactly, but Uh, see, it's funny because it's true, (laughs) right? And that's why I love, um, that's why I love Patrice O'Neill because Patrice O'Neill said something that I try to do, and this is what any great comedian should be trying to do. He said, um, never. Never. As a matter of fact, another comedian, Paul Provenza. I don't know if you know about that, about him. Uh, He he has. Well, he had a show called The Green Room. You can go look him up on YouTube. I might send you a couple episodes where he would have a panel of uh, different. Every episode was like five or six comedians and they would just talk comedy. But he did an episode once where it was all on the same same panel. Bob Saget, rest in peace. Yep. Who was great and people did not understand. No, not at all. Oh my God. <laughs> You're the dirty son of a bitch. Right. Right. Poor full house. <laughs> Roseanne Bro, did you Reed? Did you right. dick for Coke? Right. Bro. Anybody that saw that the first time when they saw Bob Saget say it? And and then the dude behind him, when he said, "Did you ever suck dick for coke?" The, dude, the black dude was like, "Huh? <laughs> Have you? Like right now? Right?" So, so uh, he had on the panel. He had Bob Saget, Roseanne Barr, Sandra oh, Bernhard, Peter yeah. Gould, and Patrice O'Neill. What happened to Bernhard? I don't know. I think she's still, you know, you know. I think Around? with 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 com with comedians, they're kind of like magicians. They're, I mean, not yeah. magicians, musicians. My yeah. bad. That shout out to Nate Bargatze if you know about him. His yes, dad, I love Nate. Nate is the shit. His, his dad was a magician and a clown or some shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh man! So he said that was his only his only route was to go to comedy. But um, but what Patrice said. Oh, no, before I say that, um, yeah. musicians and comedians are never all the way out because they're always writing. They're always, you know what I'm saying? If we don't see an artist. Yeah, I, just, I haven't seen her for like ever. Like, yeah, even like a decade little. at least. Yeah. yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, yeah. But on this on this particular episode, um, Patrice was like, at no given time should 100% of the room be laughing. And they were like, what are you talking about? He was like, no, half of these motherfuckers need to be fucking terrified. They need to be like, what is he talking about? They need to be confused. They need to be distraught. They need to be upset. And then the other half needs to be laughing to expose the the other half's bullshit to themselves. You know what I'm saying? So, and and one thing that he does, well, he did, and I try and do this, sometimes not so successfully is the first thing out of his mouth he's trying to turn the room against him because he's going to spend the rest of his time on stage getting you back oh yeah like patrice like said some crazy shit 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Crazy shit. But do you remember uh, uh, what was the show with Colin Quinn where he had just had comedians on there and they tough were, crowd, tough crowd, great show. Like like uh, Greg Giraldo. Oh man. Oh man! Shout out to Greg. Rest oh, in peace yeah, to him. Dude, I missed him. I miss him so much. He is so. He funny. was brilliant. Oh my god! You know he was a lawyer. I had no idea. He was a lawyer. Like that's the great thing about comedians. Was he like, they, uh no. I think <laughs> I'm he, just he, even, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that was the last name of Geraldo. He was probably like. But see, that's funny though. He that's just, funny to me. I get. I got it. That was the Jewish lawyer. That you. You remember? You I, know what I, I, I threw it back. I threw it back. See, uh, like he. He kills me. I love that guy. Like I was really like I'm not really devastated when celebrities die. Like I don't care me either. Like, cause you're just like another person to be really, yeah. But like Robin Williams and Greg Giraldo, like I was like, eh, fuck you up. That yeah. kind of things, like, cause yeah. I like them both. I like them both a lot. Like Robin Williams, I grew up with. Like, you oh, know, man. we <laughs> all did really. Like all his stand up and Mrs. Doubtfire, like all his movies. Like, I mean, come on. Like, how do you man. not love this man? Like, straight uh, up, he was uh, like the white Samuel L. Jackson. He yeah, played every <laughs> role. <laughs> Known, you know, like, and when I saw like one of my favorite movies of all time is Goodwill Hunting. Oh yeah, great movie. And, and the fact that he's not funny in that movie at all, that Awakenings with Did Robert you, De Niro. Yeah. You know, you see the world according to Garp. No. Oh my God! You want your mind blown? John Lithgow plays a tra- uh, transvestite. Um, he, what? dude, it's. Cr- like this movie will blow your mind. I you got to see it. The world according to Garb and Robin Williams. Oh. Isn't it? It, it is really like, I I think I was like sick one day, so I just sat down and like watched this random movie. I was like, holy shit! Like, it's isn't, crazy. It's, isn't it crazy how that's how yeah. you find? But it's like a somebody. serious role. It's a right. serious role. Like it's not a comedy role for him. And like, and it, yeah. You you know what blows my mind, Brendan, is that those times like that. When you're kind of isolated and you're yeah. looking for something, yeah. you, you don't know exactly what you're looking <laughs> it's for. Weird stuff. Yeah, but sometimes that weird stuff is some of the greatest yep. shit ever. Like yeah. I couldn't right now. If uh, you ever seen the movie Idiocracy? Oh fuck yeah, <laughs> dog. That's that's our country, man. Oh my god, you no kidding, no joke. And, and I and I and I and I came like water across, like out of a toilet, right? Right? right. And in the whole, the whole, uh, the whole president being a yeah. celebrity, yeah. and uh, like, oh, you're, 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 no, no, he's not a celebrity. He's a wrestler. <laughs> he's, but, a, he's like a world, uh, what is a WWE wrestler? He's like right, like, but, but, everybody up. But it's like, but they were making a play on, yeah, oh, Tony, me, Ronald Reagan. Yeah. Donald Trump, and that was way before the Trump era. Like yeah. Mike Judge, yeah. I already, I already knew he was a genius because he gave us Beavis and Butthead of and course. King of the Hill. King of the Hill, yeah. But I did not know how influential he was in the underground, like not just writing community, but all those shows that are comedic and satirical. Like they look at him like a god. Like, you know what I'm saying? He's up there with Matt Groening from The Simpsons. You know what I'm saying? And I think that that's always been a vein that I can go to. Like, uh, can I tell you one last story about my daughter? Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. 
Um, and this is going to sound inappropriate to some listeners, but this is hilarious to me. And we bonded off of this shit. Now, me and her mom and her stepdad, we all smoke weed. Okay. She's, she's seen it. You know what I'm saying? She doesn't, uh, excuse me. She, she knows that it's an adult thing, but a couple weeks ago, I was calling her. It was like three, four days in a row. I'm calling her and she's not picking up the phone and I'm hitting her mom up and her mom wasn't really telling me much. She was like, ah, she'll give you a call. You know what I'm saying? So one day she ends up calling me and she was like, dad, I'm sorry. My bad. Uh, And she just goes and she's, she's fast talking to me. So I already know. She's trying to get you off subject. Yeah, and she yeah. didn't did something. She got in trouble. Right? You know what I'm saying? That's why she wasn't. She couldn't have her phone. She's the. She leads the league in getting her phone taken. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And she don't even be doing nothing perverted like what you think kids do. Like she just like will say something to her mom that her mom don't like, and it. And to me, I laugh at it because <laughs> I just tell her mom like, "I'm sorry." That's that was pretty funny. Yeah, and that's the <laughs> me. That's the me and her that did yeah. that. That's why it irritated you. But um, but she she was like, "Dad, I almost died." I was like, "Hold up, what the fuck are you talking about?" When I found out that you were Like Mary Jane, when I sit back and peep the what? game, people play. Two 
hard to get over Cause I'm going through life like a soldier Holding the weight of my fate on my shoulder Blazing trees with my duck down family PNC, one L-O-V-E You know how we do This is how we do Every day, all day This is how we do This is how we do When we get down with Mary Jane This is how we do This is how we do Smith and Wesson don't play this is how we do when we break day. Click, 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 tonight. She was like, <laughs> um, you, you know, we got out of school and I've been at home. Um, I got a hold, I got I found mom's vape pen. Oh shit. And uh, I was like, and you know how you, you listen, you're like, yeah, yeah, like, you know what I'm saying? So <laughs> she says, so I hit it until I felt something, oh, and then cool. I had a panic attack, and I thought I was gonna die. And I was like, and for like 15 minutes, I laughed at her and told her stories about me, but I laughed at her. She was like, why are you laughing at me? I was like, baby, you know that number one, you're not gonna die from weed, number two. Yeah. It ain't happening. If if you did, you would have been. You know, like, what did we say at your funeral? I would have had to be the first dad to. Uh, you know, what I'm I would have made history because you would have been the first person <laughs> to, to ever, ever die from weed. <laughs> and then now, what do we do? We can't. You know, what I'm saying like you put me in an awkward spot. You know, I was like, yeah. please don't do that again. How do I you not know? make a comedy bit about this? Exactly. <laughs> like, it's so, it's so many things. Like, she's like just being a dad, like her going into puberty and her having breasts now. Like, that's awkward for me. It made me think about Louis C.K. talking about uh his daughter's having sex and his friend his friend was like i don't know man my daughter i don't know she's 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 got a phone now like what about the dicks man what about what he was like i don't know why but my friend was just scared of these dicks he was like look first of all you have nothing to do with that they're not going to come to you about that that you have nothing to do and you know what i'm saying but that's basically a woman's life there's it's just a blizzard of bad dicks like it's, <laughs> and i was like he's genius but once you get that you can you can get over yourself and you can actually talk to your daughter and tell her what to expect from men without being an asshole instead of being like oh you're never going to date like yeah she is and if you try and keep her from doing it she's going to do it behind your back going to do it harder <laughs> yeah right yeah. right and my biggest my biggest fear no lie when it comes to being a dad is being so disconnected that something happens to her like god forbid she does get sexually assaulted or raped but because of what she thinks i'm going to say she won't tell me she'll just keep it to herself because dad is an asshole and he can't get outside of himself and you know what i'm saying and really that's what made me really start to look at women and men and all that yeah, stuff she, she already told you that that's not the case right well it her telling me that keeps me cognizant all the time yeah I, because it can always because now she's in the middle of being a teenager yeah. she's about to be 15 right now in a in textbook she's we're not even supposed to like each other right now yep. Yep. and and when and that's why it means so much when she tells me that so i have to always always check myself you know what i mean and and remember that 
I can always ruin it just by being her dad. So if I can, and even though I do ruin it, I have to, yeah, say that. Say what you were saying. No, just by existing. Like you'll ruin it just by existing. You're her father. You just like you, you exist. So you ruin that relationship, period. Like she'll just be angry at you. Yeah. But no, I, even so, like, I think, like, she said that already that you're the reason, right? Like, that she wanted to get better. And I think maybe if you just remind her constantly that, you know, hey, I'm just here if you need me for a sounding board, right? Like, I mean, I hope that that, that would be enough. Did I lose you? I don't hear you. My bad, bro. I, I had muted my mic. I was my like, bad, like, hey, where are you? <laughs> no, 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 no. My fault, man. But you're spot on. You're spot on with that because just yesterday she told me, um, she was like, hey, I need you to know that I'm thinking about you all the time, even when it seems like I'm not. And I was like, what was that about? And she was like, I don't know. I just feel like you needed to hear that. And I was like, damn, man, I don't know what I'm doing, but I thank God that I'm doing it because you are you are helping your dad right now because it's hard. It's she's a communicator, man. That's awesome. Like that is super like I'm I'm so glad that she's just willing to open up to you as it, it does. It does wonders for me, bro. It keeps me from oh, snapping. I can't imagine. I'd be so happy to hear that. From my... Dog, it's coming, bro. Because yeah. from what I sense from you, yeah. you're that dad, man. Like I, I really do get that from you. That's you know what I'm saying. Even the way you talk about how you and your wife co-parent, and the way you've had to sometimes, sometimes you take a back seat and you let her drive, man. You because you understand, you know what I'm saying, the structure that you guys are building with your kids because you you're you got a you said nine seven and two yep bro you 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 are and you you really you have the you literally have the future in your hands right now so everything that you do and say really means a lot right now with them because i feel like you're going to have mad moments when they become teenagers where they're really going to come to you and be like hey pop man what what do you think i should do i didn't do that with my parents till i was in my late 20s yeah same early 30s man because i just felt like they didn't get me you know what i mean and i and i think that we we as dads we're we're kind of overlooked, you know what I mean? Like, uh, like even when it, I think Ali Sadiq, he's another um, comedian. He was talking about how we get shitted on for Father's Day. Like Mother's <laughs> Mother's Day, they go all out. You know what I'm saying? And and anytime you're you, you see the draft, they're always thinking their moms. You know what I'm saying? It's never. Yeah. Yeah. Hey man, I thank God that my dad was at work all the damn time because <laughs> if he wasn't, I wouldn't have been able to play football. I wouldn't have been. You know what I'm saying? If he some so it's like haves and have nots. Like sometimes it's 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 weird that I really think that your podcast in general. Whether you're joking or or doing a serious episode, I think you're really helping people, dog. Because you just from our our episode tonight, you've asked questions and touched on issues that, like you said, 
not even 20, 30 years ago, five years ago. And right now, some people are not having these conversations with their kids and we're where it starts. Yeah. If if you're whether your kid's great or if he's an asshole, it starts with their parents. You know what I mean? And I I just I don't know. I, I feel like I'm just like rambling now, but I don't know how to portray that to you. I need you oh, to uh, know that. Thank you. I and I I am purposely trying to be different and trying to be better. Uh, not that I think my parents were awful, right? Like I said, I love my parents. They did a good, they did what they thought was right. Absolutely. Um, but I tell my kids I love them all the time. I hug yeah. them as much as I can. I kiss them as much as I can. Right. Uh, uh, right. Even my boys, you know, my nine and seven year olds. I. Uh, you have to, man. Yeah. Can we talk about that real quick? Sure. Hell yeah. Because um, back when uh, my daughter was first born, I don't even think she was a full two years old. Um, I remember I went to church with my parents once and a guy that went to their church, he had three little girls and he pulled me to the side that Sunday and he was like, hey, man, I, I see what you're doing. And I first I thought he was being a creep because, yeah. you know, what I mean, because I'm you're like you're probably like you said, you, you you hug and kiss your boys. But you're probably especially with her being two years old, you're probably like we're, we're like their first boyfriends yeah. for our daughters. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. And so I know you gush on her. Oh, so yeah. so he he told me he was like, hey, man, as she gets older, you're going to need to keep doing that. <laughs> and I was and I was like, what are you talking about? He was like, and and this is for any dad out there listening, not just me and Brendan. Yeah. Especially with our daughters. Do it with your sons too, but especially your your daughters, because he said, as they grow up, when you're given when you're giving them love like that for nothing, when you just pop up and pop up in their room and kiss them on the forehead. You know what I'm saying? Just tell them you love them for doing nothing. They understand they have ammo. So when dudes try and manipulate them and be like, oh, if you love me, you're like, no, oh, no, I don't have to do anything <laughs> for my dad to love me. Yeah. My dad loves me even when I hate him. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And he makes sure to remind me it's like a subliminal subconscious thing that we build in them to whether no, no matter what comes with them they know what real love actually is you know what i mean nobody can placate it and and try and and try and uh get over on them because they always have a reference point you know what i mean so you keep doing that shit because that's that's part of the reason why when you see them be good to each other and other people that's why it makes you feel good because it's like ah that's that's me um that's because that that's who you are you you're not you're not a shitty person you know what i mean you're and you may not uh, love maybe sometimes, but yeah I'm but well, you're human <laughs> we all are yeah. you know what i mean but <laughs> but general generally i yeah. can tell that you you love people you don't uh, want people yeah. fucked up and uh, feeling bad. You, you if they're around you, you want people to have a good time. You that's why you you won't give yourself credit as a comedian because you understand comedy, but you still make people laugh. 
Yeah, so, I, I, it's funny. That one of the uh, one of the other podcasters that I talk to often is tells me he says you're really funny, and I'm like, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't no. think so at all. <laughs> Straight up, <laughs> I do. And honestly, I this went what because we probably have to shut down soon. Yeah, we were almost three hours, <laughs> right? And we and, and, and I, up, totally. right. That's right. Did you did you even expect that though? No, not at all. I mean, I no, no I knew we were going to talk long, but I didn't. No, not three hours. No, and see, that's a and testament. Like we could keep going. We could keep going. Yeah, man. And like you said, this would be the first of many. It could no. because oh, because yeah. because and I want people to pat themselves on the back more often. You have to give yourself credit for that because you could have been. Like you can still be cool and be trash at having a conversation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And then yeah. this wouldn't have lasted an hour. You know what I mean? So I appreciate you, man. I appreciate you letting me come on your platform. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, no, I appreciate you. Thank you for, uh, thank you for, you really invited me. Uh, we, <laughs> <laughs> after I called you out. Hey, <laughs> we didn't even get to talk about the whole thing. No. <laughs> but you know what? We, it's never going away. Yeah, that's that's, that, that's, that's so always for all of you that don't know. We were going to talk about uh, gun stuff, uh, right? Like, yeah, gun laws and all that stuff. So gun sh- and school shootings and yeah. yeah but so. I think it was better like this because that's this was a little yeah. bit like introduction. Good introduction. Heck yeah. We'll 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 yeah. be Buzz Killingtons on another episode. <laughs> <laughs> Straight up. Yeah. Oh man. Be, this man. was so much fun, man. I I can't tell you how this was a blast. So it was definitely uh, worth the wait, right? Oh man, oh, it was like one thing after another. Last week, and of course, after we spoke, like like ten minutes after we, so my computer restarted, and like, <laughs> it like it like updated like without me knowing, and I was like just about to get on with Will, and I was like I was like, oh son of a, and it said like. Yeah. 36 minutes but of course like 10 minutes after i said hey man yeah we're just gonna have to reschedule it like popped up i was like you bastard but i didn't want to bother you it was a finals i was like ah whatever and and you know what though and this maybe you can maybe you can use this moving forward yeah because i started looking at the things like this it wasn't time no no yeah it was it wasn't yeah tonight was the perfect night and 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 uh, we talked about even though you're watching a game show when I called you, but but, see, <laughs> but see now, but now that right there, yeah, that see, my dad says this thing. He he says this just to, on a dad note. My dad, yeah. my dad always takes little things like that, and he says, "Oh, that could preach," and I'd be like, "Shut up." <laughs> like I don't hear that shit. Like, but but basically, what he's telling me is like, "Hey, man, there's a lesson there." Yeah. Like even in like. We we tried this weeks ago. Yeah, we did. You know what I mean? And and it didn't and, and usually it would discourage you, like where it's like, oh, this is never gonna happen. Or I could have been like, Brendan don't want to do this, man. He made up that computer shit. You know what I mean? Or or you could have thought the same thing about me, like, oh, he yeah. don't really want to do that shit. You know what I mean? And then I even forgot <laughs> that we had tonight scheduled and yeah. you hit me up and I was like, oh shit, no, I gotta do this because this this for me, this is a universe thing. Yeah. This is a universe thing. I don't care if three people 
hear this episode, me, you, and one other person. You know what I'm saying? I feel like this is going to open up so many different dialogues with within our own circles and with the people that are our regular listeners. We can kind of I can push them over like they'll be more willing to listen to dads worldwide now. Yeah. Man, I you told me like, hey, we 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 might be able to make this like a monthly thing. I'm like, now I'm ex. I mean, I was excited before, but now I'm like totally excited. This Hell yeah! Great. Hell yeah! And it, you know, like you said, like I, last week when my computer like started updating on its fucking own, like when it, <laughs> out of the blue, dude, I was so mad. Like it it happens every now and then because I. So it's my fault, right? Because I procrastinate. Like it says, "Hey, you want to update now?" And I'm like, "No, go fuck off. I'm busy." <laughs> like I, I have stuff to do right now. Like because usually when I open my computer, I'm making a podcast or I'm going live and I'm talking to people. And you know, so like every now and then, the computer just says, "No, no, fuck you. I'm just gonna update." <laughs> Straight up. And that was one of those times. And I was just like, I went upstairs to my wife. I'm like, "You have got to be." Like, this is the worst time possible. I'm like, I said, we already had to reschedule last week. I was so mad. Right, right. And 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 that's and that's the part uh, that can okay. preach is that yeah. that anxiety that we both yeah. had because yeah. you were thinking that and no, I was I thinking really, I really wanted to record an episode with you so I was like it was so like I like I had like I actually done like some uh like the websites that I were looking at for the uh for the gun stuff and like I was yeah. looking at so you were I taking was, notes I was stuff. like already like I was ready like oh yeah so like <laughs> Yeah, that means a lot, man, because I don't think there's camaraderie like that inside this podcast area, Um, because I I think that a lot of people I've seen them. I've I've seen it. I've seen beefs online, like on social media where I had to like there's only like a handful of you guys left that I still follow because you're you're simply about your content and you just yeah. want to you just want to speak your piece you don't care about how many people listen you're not you're not trying to ram it down people's throats you're yeah. not competing with another podcast you're just simply doing Brendan yeah. and that's what I love about that shit because there's so many different ways to do this one thing that we call podcasting you know yep. what i mean yep but, but since since you started it off <laughs> since you started it off i'll i'll end it and what, right. I, what I love to ask um any guests that i have is what do you want to tell the people what do you want them to hear as we sign off <sighs> Let's see. Uh, first off, don't forget to look up if you don't already follow Trill Spill Whitwell on Instagram. You Thank better you. do it right now. Thank you, bro. That's Same thing. Do. Same thing with dads. Wait, yeah. say yours too. You gotta say yep. yours too. Dads worldwide. So uh, on uh, Instagram, it's Dads Worldwide Podcast. Otherwise, you get gay dudes with. Uh, <laughs> No, it's legit. I'm telling you, it's legit. It's just that's worldwide, and it's gonna be good. And they're really nice. You should actually follow them too. Okay, they're very nice. That was awesome. Yeah. Um, but uh, uh, yeah. And then otherwise, it's just dad's ww on like Twitter and Facebook and all that stuff. But um, Word. 
yeah uh follow us up and then but no seriously hit hit will up uh on his podcast uh it's why i love him is he, he speaks truth and uh man he's willing to have a conversation and that's just like that's like the best thing ever i, lo- I love it thank you man i love that too about you man man tell these people something man what you want the people what you want the people how what you want the people well, to it. hear that's it. That's, it. that's it follow us <laughs> check us out oh man yeah. well now for tuning in like i mean i don't yeah man, i don't know who's going to be listening but uh thank you and uh it, and if uh listen i said something that offends you i want you to send will an email <laughs> no, i'm just kidding hate mail at dad's ww.com hate mail i want to hear i want to hear what i said that like really set you off so yep. <laughs> Hit me oh up. man, hit him up, hit him up, guys. And I'll and uh, and I'll say this uh keep your heads to the sky and out of your ass. <laughs> <laughs> Straight up, man.